Keith, I don't know how to start. <laughs> I. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the uh, with the story. I'm just with of, the story. Yeah. Of we'll do it chronologically. I was born later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> later than that. So earlier this. So. Hi everyone. Hi. Hi, I'm Keith. I'm Stephanie. The channel person, and this is Stephanie, the uh, other person. Yes. Caterpie hot pants. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds bad when you as, say as it you, out loud. As you, <laughs> you've only said it out loud, but yeah, as you see in the comments section, uh, that existed before I knew people would be looking at it. I want to say. So I had a day where I needed to wait for a package all day. So I was like, I'm gonna, you know what? Third Star Wars movie comes out in a couple days. Let's watch the first two Star Wars movies of this well, trilogy. Of, the, of yeah. this, you got to differentiate. At seven and eight. People know what I mean. It's 2019, almost 2020. That's important to the story. So I was just going to watch seven and eight and just, why not? Uh, and Stephanie was getting off work around the time I was going to start. So I was like, hey, you want us to watch both of them? Even though you've like sworn but to never watch the new explain. Star Wars movies all you this time. You have to explain my predisposition to hate them. Yeah, go ahead. Tell about it. Tell about uh, your refusal to watch any new Star Wars movies until I ruined you this week. <laughs> this emotional roller coaster. Okay. So I want to start with a foreword. Just saying, I have an extensive, extensive background in Star Wars movies. You are significantly more significantly, of a fan than I am. Significantly. I was raised on them. I've seen them all. Well, Too many times? One, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six. Like no joke, at least twenty times a piece. Like no joke, at least twenty times a piece. Like that's a not lot of times. like that's probably an underestimation. So they're, they're probably your, are they your most watched movies? Probably. Actually, honestly, as it's kind of not really by choice, <laughs> but yes, yes. Um, when my grandparents watched me, they would always put them on. They were some of their favorite movies. This is the default for you. I was quoting them. I was like, I know the whole thing. Uh, I know a lot about them, so I want to say that. I also have a predisposition to dislike George Lucas <laughs> because he fucked up the Indiana Jones trilogy by adding by allowing Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull to exist, and also because I've had this kind of cynical view of uh, anybody trying to remake or add sequels or like I love movies and people just tromp all over them all the time. So when Disney acquired. Star Wars from George Lucas. I was like, of course, George Lucas, that fucking sellout, would do this again and allow these to exist. <laughs> so I refuse to watch any of the new ones. the next episode for you in this this legacy of resentment. <laughs> I have a lot of resentment. I just want to start, So basically, that's the, that's the foreword, is that I have a lot of resentment. I don't trust him. Steven Spielberg's on my list, too. But George Lucas is for sure, for sure, on my list, that guy. So anyways, I was like, I was never going to watch these movies ever, ever, ever. I don't believe in them. Disney's evil. They're never going to make anything good out of them. And then Keith. What was going to just watch? Keith was I was waiting. watching them in the living room. Keith was waiting for a package. Yeah. And I have a history of watching movies with Keith. Yeah. And so Keith was like, hey. And you, so you, so I said, last chance for you to marathon. You're like, meh, if you're watching Star Wars and I get home, I might sit down and look at the screen, but I feel no love in my heart. <laughs> I feel, I feel, he's, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I feel no love in my heart. I have no love in my heart. 
Oh, text messages. George Lucas, come fight me. But despite that, it went surprisingly well. It went all right. I'm getting all heated already. Yeah, we got to try to pretend. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were, we were talking about recording uh, your response to the first two movies before we saw the third one. But yeah. schedules didn't work out that way because it's hard if this isn't just the one thing you're doing. Like, this is, it's a lot to schedule. So we, didn't, we ran out of time and had to get to our, our reserved seating because that's the only way to watch these movies. I was really hungry. I'd eat yeah. my one meal of the day. I'd eat some spaghetti. <laughs> so I'm so. sorry, you guys. That's so now goal. we're trying to piece together this. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on the first two movies, in part because, one, you just saw them now. Yeah. I, as opposed to the years ago when they each came out, two and four years ago. But also, you you were so cut off from this the discourse surrounding these movies. Full spoilers, by the way, for the entire trilogy. Reviewing these for the purpose of, like, should I watch it off. is fucking pointless for Star Wars. So this is just a discussion about for assuming people know know these movies already. So behave accordingly so full spoilers you didn't know that han solo dies in the first movie no i did that's not how, know that that's how like cut off she's been so i'm super curious what she has to say about these movies so yeah we were watching these movies and keith was like because he thought i would know i think you thought I, th I knew right i thought you definitely had to absolutely know because it's star wars and it's been four years since that movie came out so at one point i looked to you and you're like you ready to see all your all your heroes die and i was like i looked at the screen and it was it was chewbacca and han solo on the screen at this moment and i looked at him i said he's not gonna die and there's no way they're gonna kill off Chewie. And my reasoning was like Han Solo. I'm like they made another movie with, with thought, Han Solo, yeah, right? You thought the Solo movie was the sequel or something? With I him. don't know. I paid. It's, it's, it's incredible how cut off you've been from this series because you're like, nope, I don't care. It's Star Wars. I stopped caring. So I was. You literally didn't know that Solo was a prequel and didn't know Solo dies in Force Awakens, which is remarkable. That's I, just remarkable. That's commitment. You guys <laughs> you under, were committed. <laughs> underestimate my hate oh. and how much, like, <laughs> how much spite I have in my heart. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I paid no attention when these movies came out. I was like <laughs> instantly. I was like, nope, not gonna see it. Don't care. Don't care. Like, whatever. But then we watched. They changed Star Tours. I'm sad about that. <laughs> Don't care about these new movies. But then we watch George Force Awakens, and you're you. like, you're kind of having fun, and you're like laughing at a few things here and there, and and BB-8 comes out, and you're like, oh, I like oh man, you I, like I, I hated myself because I <laughs> wanted to hate. I was like, I'm this stupid like, it's made to sell toys. Blah blah blah. I guess, I I I guess mean, all Star Wars was. is. I know. We talked about I how know. like there was all those red dudes that we all had toys of, and they never did anything in the original the, movies. Imp the Imperial Guards yeah. are really badass. Looking. They're so cool looking, and they eh. they were like in Lego Star Wars, like fucking fun to play. But <laughs> um, no, I saw BB-8, and I was like, yeah, he's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit he's pretty fucking cute, and I liked him. And and like Ray was okay. I feel like in the first movie, all I feel like in the first movie, all the characters didn't really develop, have a lot of personality. I didn't really care mm. much for Finn or Ray or anyone else really. Um, I did. I did really like. Oh, what's the name of the? Okay, Adam Driver. Yeah, I do Kyle like. Ryan, I, I like Adam Driver ben because Solo. I just saw him in a Marriage Story, and I thought he was actually a really good actor. So I kind of have this predisposition to think that maybe he was talented. It's a very different angle to approach. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's the guy from Marriage Story. It's funny. I went to that way first. <laughs> Kylo Ren. The only reason I did that is because I loved 
Francis Ha, which is by the same director. So I went and Mm -hmm. watched that one. And Kylo Ren was actually really good in it. But I remember thinking to myself, wow, this guy's got a really deep voice. Which was was just (laughs) odd to see him in any other movie. But when I saw him... he's not a Sith. When I saw him as a Sith, I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) It actually really suits. He can do the voice and the body, unlike last time. And he honestly... they had to cast him separately. He acted really well. I feel like everyone in the cast acts really well. Um, I thought the first movie was... If they're given anything to work with at all. It was really flat. I didn't really feel a lot for it. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, like, okay, kind of basic. I didn't really care much for the characters. But... So you also haven't watched the Marvel movies. And as a joke... <laughs> that's another one that I'm just a, like, a, I don't care. As, like, a joke, you went in and just watched Endgame with no well, context was, and fell asleep and so on. I did. Yeah. I did. But, uh, um, I was in, like, the fifth row... But, and I was like staring straight up, and but I was to, to clue you invited in, there. That's what Marvel movies are. They're all like Force Awakens, pretty much, except for like the couple of standout good no. ones or a couple of standout bad ones. They're pretty much like Force Awakens. We're like, this is competently made. There's some charming people in it. It has like a climax, and you're like, all and, right, you did your job, movie, at being a movie for a bit. I will and, now never watch you again. And I think like the Star Wars, Ugh. these Star Wars movies. There is an aspect of them that is very, very important to pe- certain people, and so with the with all the Marvel movies, none of those appeal to me at all because I don't have any kind of nostalgia for Marvel or anything. Yeah, the Star Wars ones though, they fucking started. They got me a little mm-hmm. bit because you got like I saw C three PO and I like wanted to cry, and then when I when I eventually saw Luke, I did cry. I don't know. Weirdly, like I couldn't. Carrie Fisher was great. She looks. She looked really great. I was... I don't know. Weirdly, like, I don't... They never got me with nostalgia, strange. Oh, they did. Because, like, me. no, I mean, like, like, no, I mean, like, I mean when we're talking about the Marvel aspect, like, oh, like, I went no, through and no, got no. sucked into watching them all because I was having fun, but, like, don't care about Captain America, don't care about Thor, don't care about the Hulk. I don't know how you don't could... care about Iron Man, and I, and I didn't, and I didn't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. How, how could you get into them if you don't... Because I couldn't... They just came out in theaters, and I just watched them, and I was like... Oh, that was kind of fun. And I just had a fun time watching this thing. No, I only cared about X-Men growing up. It was X-Men, I, I Spider-Man, see. and Batman were the only superheroes that mattered, basically. And if, the king of all superheroes was Gambit. Gamb- see, okay, Gambit so, so is the best superhero design ever. The reason I think Gambit's cool is because yeah. of Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Credit, yeah. Kinetic yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, Kinetic yeah. card. Royal flush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, buddy. Pull him out. This is the only toy I own. <laughs> Sure. This shit. Well, you can see there's no toys up here. Toy. This is this guy. The Rocket Raccoon's this right there. Po- That's a pop figure that somebody <laughs> inflicted upon me as a joke out of spikes. I said I didn't want them, and then they gave. And then that's I can't throw away gifts. It's a problem. <laughs> this is the only. This is the only action figure I've bought since. Well, ever, no, it's the only action figure I've ever purchased actually. Because when you're a kid, stuff just happens at you. <laughs> you don't buy things. It is pretty cool, though. He is and pretty he's cool. the coolest guy. He is the coolest guy. He just stands there and falls over occasionally. He does a lot. Because he's really poorly balanced because all of his limbs move. It's really annoying. I want to glue him to this stupid stand because I don't actually want him as a toy. I just well, want to look at Gambit sometimes. We'll do it, then. <laughs> do it. Uh, but, but he'll never get a good movie. If every mo- so, Okay, so if every Marvel movie was like The Force Awakens, I would not have been able to watch the Marvel movies. Yeah. So... I don't know how you tolerated that because uh, it's a thing where it's popular and your friends are going and you're like, I'll enjoy it. So you just go. 
And so I, I ended up watching every single one of them in theaters as they came out, or like 23 or whatever, except Black Panther and Ant-Man 2. I both watched both of those on Netflix later on. So I finally was petering off just in time for uh, Endgame to happen. And I'm like, well, I gotta watch that one. You must, you must yeah. have a lot of patience and time because I, there's like no way. That's a lot of hours. Well, I, I, I stick to television shows see, that the, I only kind of like. Yeah, see. <laughs> and I'll keep see, watching them. That's like, the difference. That's the difference because... The thing, like, I still watch Gotham and Flash and I'm like, these are okay. I'll start a movie. I, I've watched all of... And the movie I've watched and read all of Walking Dead. If the movie doesn't grab me show. in the first, like, 30 Ooh. minutes, I will stop watching the movie. I won't commit. I, I'm like, you know what? You don't, don't. You don't deserve it. I super don't want... I don't stop watching movies. I, no, I'll How stop. How many theaters have you walked out of? Okay, so well, okay, that's different. Or is it because it's so expensive? If I pay for it, yeah. I won't walk out. Although there's there's maybe there's only well, two. There's movie... like five movies that maybe we've walked out. There's of. two movies that are so bad I wanted to walk out, which were Priest, which no one remembers, but it was a terrible action movie, featured a bald guy with a I think a cross burned into his forehead fighting on a train or something, and Man of Steel. Man of Steel was so relentlessly, horrifyingly boring, and soulless. And awful in every way that I actually just wanted to get up and leave, which is really unusual. Usually if a movie's bad enough that I'd want to leave, it crosses over into being so bad that I'm like, it becomes a spectacle. Like Suicide Squad, I'm like, this is so bad I can't stop watching. But uh, um, I saw, I remember I seen the Tarzan. Tarzan was so bad, but I was watching it. Is it was it live action or the yes. cartoon? No, no, the they cartoon's great. They made a live action Tarzan. But it wasn't a Disney made remake yeah i don't remember that it was someone else remade it and had margot robbie which was such a shame oh because she's great and it had the guy from inglorious bastards who's the nazi who eats the cake oh christoph waltz who i love christoph waltz is great that movie was so bad it was so amazingly bad at one point he like i don't know it's so bad i've never watched any of the disney remakes yet it wasn't a disney movie yeah but i've never watched any of those either because y'all um, were going off to Lion King and falling for that shit. I, I didn't like, see uh-uh. that. I didn't watch any of them. Oh, you were saying you wanted to. Yeah, but then I heard they... I heard I heard how, how inexpressive it was, and so I didn't oh, care yeah. for it. Because the whole... they're not cartoons. They're CG realistic animals. Uh, but anyways... Uh, so, first movie, pretty soulless, but it's like, it was... It's flashy. It's fun. Some silly things happen that are entertaining. If if if, if if didn't do them enough. If I wasn't sitting there watching it with you, I wouldn't have watched the second one. Yeah, I, I, one of the only I would give I, up. I'd say one no, of the only that's things dumb. I, one of the only things I like about the first movie is the Kylo Ren scene with Han Solo. Like Han Solo's specific choice to like essentially like embrace him and like let that happen, kind of seeming to knowing what, seeming to know what was going to happen and everything, like the, like being. Well, he didn't think that was going to happen. It was. It's hard to tell because it's hard to read what to think about that scene. But him, like, him and Carrie Fisher were like convinced that they yeah. could sway him back. But like that seems like the most interesting scene in the movie. Well, it is because it broke my fucking heart. But they make another fucking Death Star. <laughs> another Death Star. I really liked the um, <laughs> the scene with the Darth Vader melted mask. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And also like how obvious it is that Kylo Ren is like pining to be the next Darth Vader. Because of how like his stupid his so 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 my first and in, in my initial reaction with Kylo Ren is like this guy's a little bitch. I told him <laughs> like he's such a bitch. 
He's he like how could I respect so him? Wannabe. How could I respect him as a villain? He's obviously a little bitch boy with his. He's obviously he's wearing a mask for no reason. He's just like he wants to be Darth Vader so bad, and nothing about him is cool. He throws little tantrums, and I just I didn't like him at all. But I understand why that's important for the movies going forward. I do. I did like him as the movies went on, and yeah. actually, even though I had mixed. <laughs> We're going to get into this last movie. I still <laughs> like him by the end of the last movie we just saw. So just, he he's okay. I like he's one he, of the okay I like that he embodies the rage. All of this. The rage we keep being told is supposed to be part of Sith, but every Sith we see in the movies is like really restrained and stoic and shit, which is like not what we're being told Sith are supposed to be. So like having a screaming tantrum baby that is all powerful and just destroying things and just raging on things is it's more it's kind of more entertaining but it's also more uh, what we're being told sith were this whole time that we never saw because they kept almost forgetting to make sith that way all the way up until maybe the end of revenge of the sith like it's pretty much just the it's pretty much just the anakin fight with the lava is the only time we finally finally get to see like the angst and anger that they're supposed to be having that we keep being told they're supposed to be fueling themselves off of i i do also want to say that i don't inherently (laughs) sorry this is my dog Hi. Her name's Kiki. She's pretty cool. She's a lot of tongue. Yeah, she's all licks. <laughs> Lots of kisses. Um, sorry, mic sounds probably not good. Oh, right. Sorry, everyone. You could hear... That's the loud tongue noise. The ASMR. It's, like a, it's more of a slap. The it's dog weird. ASMR. It's like a squelch slap. Oh, she's so desperate. I just want to... <laughs> she has like a like a frog output. <laughs> like like it's it's like, a, like the chameleon when it launches the tongue out. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's like, violent. It's a lot of strength in that <laughs> tongue there. Good job. Hey. I'm proud of you. Uh, okay, so I don't think... I don't inherently think 1, 2, and 3 are great. So I want to say that, too, because I don't want you to think that I also think... The prequels? Yeah, they're not... But then, you know, I guess, what what do I like about Star Wars? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, tearing the apart. Ori- the original movies? I do. I, I love, assume. I love the original movies. You hated Rogue One, which you saw before this. Yeah, see, that's one of those movies I went and saw with people just for fun. Yeah. And it was terrible. It was so bad. It was so it. bad. <laughs> Um, but I don't think one, two, and three are without its oh, huge flaws either. So I'm not gonna, you know, uh, mm-hmm. defend those. But no. So so the whole thing about the Sith being like what they're supposed to be is never consistent. There's a lot of things in all the whole series of Star Wars that is not consistent. Yeah, so I wasn't single, expecting every single movie they've been making up as they go along. Yeah, except the prequel trilogy. It's I mean, like ob- the only planned arc ever. Obviously, Anakin was also a little bitch boy. Who was throwing fits about everything? So you you know what are Sith really supposed to be? Who's to say? And he yeah. turns into the stoic badass guy. It's really inconsistent. So just you know throwing that out there. It's a it's a whole thing. But you mean? But I do like Kylo Ren. So that's okay. the point. I like Kylo Ren. I did like him. It, one thing that's rough is that you do get like two movies deep before you really. Wow, it really never happens. So they they poise like Ray, Finn, and Poe to be the new trio. Like there was a trio in the first movies. But they never they almost never interact with each other. Because they're always off doing separate things. (laughs) They're always off doing their separate things. And actually really runs through where it's like like it's actually it's a it's a gag by the end of the second movie, they're like 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 it's like it's like hi I'm Poe oh hi I'm Ray oh I know and it's like oh they after two movies these two characters finally properly meet for more for more than a minute 
but then like they start off three kind of knowing each other and then promptly split off to never see each other again for the rest of the movie well, anyway. That was one of my biggest it's complaints like, was that I, f- I feel like they didn't have any kind of connection with each other. No. Um, like I didn't feel and their interactions with each other were really kind of stilted. It's, a tr- um, it's like a trilogy long problem where these characters are just not together. They're not a group that does things together. It never There's is. No like, <clears throat> There's no banter. Yeah. Well, the banter's not good, you know? And then Ray is actually a really good character, too. Actually, I do like Ray, but she's not good for banter. She's not. That's not really her, like, no. thing. She's really but just when, kind of a badass. When you get to Return of the Jedi, she has so many great... Uh, sorry, uh, The Last Jedi. There's so many great scenes with Luke and, and Ray because she's... With Luke and Ray. Great Luke and Ray yeah. do good. But, she interacts with more with Luke in the second movie than I think she interacts with the other two of the trio in the entire trilogy. Well, that's why I'm so confused that Finn's like, we're best friends, we're best friends. Uh, and I'm like, I don't feel that from you guys. It's because that was what, I, as far as I can tell, it's what Disney just decided they were going to be from the outset. Is that those three had to be the new trio, which means they're default friends like they were in the first trio. But then none of the movies actually made that happen. So the best they could do is... Be, is uh, because seven and eight are back to back, no time passes between them. So they did a time jump between eight and nine, and we're off screen. It's just implied they've grown close. See, I don't like that. It's not great. It doesn't mean anything. It's to me. not. It's not great compared to the uh, the dynamic between Han, Luke, and Leia in the original trio, where they actually were on the ship together for a large chunk of the, of the trilogy. I, just, so I don't on. know. I just felt like a kinship <laughs> with them that I don't feel with these new people. Um, you mean so like between them, or with, or are you with them? No, 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 between them. That's yeah. what matters to me. I think um, I'm a big character development person. So movies, you can have a movie where nothing happens and I don't care as long as there's good like character development and dialogue. Dialogue is why you have to watch Fleabag. Which is why I like <laughs> Tarantino movies so much. Yes. A lot of people complain about Tarantino movies because they're all in one room. And they all just sat in that lodge in the middle of the winter and they just talked for a while and they shot each other. Movies are dumb. Nobody well, even morphed was, into a Super Saiyan and beat the bad guy. I was talking about Breakfast Club <laughs> earlier. Breakfast Club is one of my favorite examples of that, you know. But anyways, I like those movies because I'm a kind of dialogue character with your, development with your nerd. 3D glasses. Yes. Why did, you stole yours too? No, these are I've had these for years. So you also stole them at yeah, some point, but a lot longer I ago. Poked the holes out. Oh, these are even more reflective for, for, or less for better hallway vision. Yeah, someone out there will get it. But anyways, I get it. Well, you do. I, I don't told get you. it. I don't get it. I just Whatever. know Whatever. the reference because you told me it. He gives him. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie forever. Bender gives the guy the three D glasses, and he says, "For better hallway vision." He puts them on because he's some cool stoner guy. <laughs> but anyways, sorry. Okay. Return of the Jedi. The last, I hate. I hate the naming of this universe. I actually don't even remember the name. So you, it's you uh, the Force that. Awakens, the Last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. So, this is one... Those I see those names as a symptom of how small Disney's treatment of the universe of Star Wars is. And how it's like so full of like... Every, every movie is full of the characters from the previous movies. And the locations from the previous movies. And the like ships from the previous movies. And stuff from the previous movies. To the point where all three titles reference just the most core elements of Star Wars lore keywords. Like if you look at the prequels, we had two that were called the Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Admittedly the Clone Wars is name dropped like twice in like the first movie. But yeah. like as somebody who watched the movie a lot as a kid, 
did not remember that at all. <laughs> like, that's a very ignorable detail. But like, you know, like, oh, what's the Phantom Menace? What's the Clone Wars? Like, what's going on here? This one's like The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. It's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of having a new cast and a new trilogy and a new story if it's still stuck to the same names and exact, like, tenants that it's always been? It's like, it's so reciprocal and so like it's it's like rhyming it it's like a poetry it rhymes thing it's just uh like it, it speaks to how little they want to test this out to me which is a problem because they bought it for four billion dollars and their goal is to like grow it out and obviously well, they like already recouped their losses by now but like so okay. you need to not just loop forever if you want something to like go places and mean stuff it was funny i was telling keith that like right before we watched those two movies. I just was at work, whatever. I was listening mm-hmm. to my headphones and I, I was it just random podcast. I was just letting them play. Like I wasn't picking these out and it, it did like, and I heard this podcast um, talking about star Wars and how Disney acquired star Wars and like their plans for it. And just like what this means. Cause I think they were, they were because the new movie was coming out. And I think they were just talking about things that were relevant. So Disney recouped his losses immediately. I want to start mm-hmm. say, say, say that like immediately, like imme- with the first movie immediately, which is actually, I think the, I think that first, what so sorry, which one, the, uh, the force awakens force awakens, I think was the highest grossing movie, right? Of all time right now. Mm, mm. I don't think so. In us, not including inflation. Perhaps this is something like that. I, you know, honestly, I'm not positive. It's probably a dedicated. It says something like that. Well, not. Oh yeah, no, yeah. It, uh, it, did, it never became the first, but it became third. Well, is it is it including inflation or not? I don't know, but right now the top. On maybe this maybe list, it was box office. See, because looking at this thing, it goes stats. it goes Endgame, Avatar, Titanic, Force Awakens, Infinity War, Jurassic World. <sighs> Either way. It made fucking the a ton of money. But what I they were... I don't watch Jurassic World either. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. It was fun. It was fun. It was kind of like... It was fun. It wasn't great. I, you you can live without it. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that Disney is already thinking... They have, they're already thinking Sorry, a lot. Sorry, I just saw the 20th movie's Minions. <laughs> that angry. makes me want to go jump off a bridge. I'm unhappy right now. I'm very unhappy. Don't tell. Don't look at this list. This please. list is bad. Oh it, no! Um, incre- it's a dangerous list. Iron Man three, Fate of the Furious, Incredibles two. It's not great though. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's why they're doing all these remakes because they're all the remakes are bad. But they they're all making the top movies. Disney's evil, dude. Frozen, Jurassic World, Fallen. The fucking sequels also in the top twenty of what? What? Even the shittier sequels also in the top twenty movies of all time. <laughs> The fucking second re- reboot of Jurassic World. I... Uh... There are so many beautiful movies in this world. <laughs> there are so many beautiful movies that mean so much, and it just breaks remember, my heart that no we, one. Remember when we had cares. To watch, remember when we had to watch the only the only Showtime of JoJo and JoJo's was so <laughs> it had one screen. JoJo Rabbit was so good, you guys. It <laughs> it was genuinely so good. It's better than all the movies you looked at on this list so far, like by a long Last shot. Last is in thirteenth place. If, if for all those people that pretend it's not, Ethel Hollows Part Two, break my f- Black Panther, heart. Avengers: Age of Ultron. I, it's a lot of Avengers: Furious Seven, 
Avengers, Lion King, Jurassic World, you guys, Avengers, Infinity War. Movies Force are one of the only things are, that I like care about. Movies. movies are one of the only things that I care about. Titanic really stands out on this list, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't I, it? So that's a that's a fucking different era of movies. <laughs> like it's just a slow it's like a slow burn drama on a ship that breaks. <laughs> like, so it's such my a my my, my grandfather, who's a, who's the big Star Wars fan that I got all my Star Wars fandom from, he hates James Cameron because at the time Titanic beat out Star Wars. For being like the biggest box office success, whatever. Be what Star Wars? Uh, the original one. Titanic came out in nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, Star Wars is older than that. Oh, I thought you meant it beat it out that year or something. No, no, you no, no, beat no, it no. Out. You beat it, beat it out its record. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was very, con- I was confused. Uh, so, fun, so, so he hates fun, Jam- he hates fun, James Cameron. He hates Titanic. Fun, that, that's like fun, a fun horrifying bat. stat. Uh, oh no. Disney's already broken a billion dollars with five different movies this year. Disney's evil. (laughs) They buy everything and they care about nothing. This will probably be the sixth one. So what else? All right, we got to get through these. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It's hard. It's hard. We're clouded with the but the knowledge of the third movie in our heads. All I was trying to say is that (laughs) Star Wars. Disney was trying to make Star Wars. Uh, appe- they're trying to make it to appeal to the old fans and the new fans. They're trying to make new fans because they're thinking about the fact that their old fans are going to be dying soon. <laughs> so they have this 40-year plan for Star Wars. So this isn't the last Star Wars movie. It'll just be the last Star Wars movie in this saga. But they're going to be making more Star yeah. Wars universe movies because they're thinking about the 40-year plan and all the people that are going to die who are already Star Wars fans because that's how evil they are. They have like a 50-year, 40, 50-year span of like what they're doing next. Because they like, got to acquire... It's like how the concept of copyright keeps it's, getting extended when it, uh, to be approximately age, the age of Mickey Mouse forever. Or it's like how <laughs> cigarettes were trying to appeal to young people because uh-huh. they knew that all their, their demographic was slowly dying. It's very much the same thing. Star Wars fans are dying. We have to make new fans because we need more money. So, so we're watching that's La- what these so movies we're watching are. Last Jedi, which you didn't want to watch because Force Awakens was meh. But then you admitted pretty early on that it was already better. Yeah. Like no. half an hour and you're like, wait, this is way better. It is. Way, it was way better. And it's like these characters are getting developed. You get long, slow burn scenes of these like characters with their individual story arcs where each one has a clear motivation and then a setup and then a plan. And then a lot of those plans go wrong in a nice like Coen Brothers kind of way, which is fun. But then also each one has an arc where they learn something over the course and each character changes as a person in a certain way over the course of the story. And it's really clear arcs. Like, really well-projected characters that are well-acted and interact with in, in a way where it's, like, it's entertaining, but also it's going somewhere with it and all that. And it's, like, it's such a difference from Force Awakens that was just, like, in a hurry. Like, you get to hang out with Ran on Island with Luke for, like, a half an hour. Which was <laughs> really it's, it's rewarding emotionally. I like that Luke was developed as a person. I understood afterwards that apparently people really didn't like that. <laughs> but I really liked that. Uh, I like that he's a cynical old man. If you ever, if you ever hear the real discourse, oh, about see, this stuff, I didn't know any. You're of gonna it. get real confused why people are really angry because it's really hard to explain to somebody that hasn't like 
spent the last few years in the middle of all this shit because it's really the criticisms don't really make sense for the most part it's really confusing and i don't know here tr- go ahead try to criticize luke is there anything is there anything no is i thought any- he was great <laughs> um we hear it first as your star wars master uh, don't, don't, one, don't call me that watched don't call one me billion, that. Don't watched call one me that. billion hours of star no. wars <laughs> like more than i ever have watched of anything uh most people don't know that about me but like, you've watched too much Star legitimately Wars. more probably more than anyone you've ever known in your whole life, and I'm not even lying. Oh, yeah, I don't. My grandparents watched me like five times a week, and that's at least one of those movies every single one of those times. Yeah, from age like five to like I could, fifteen. I, I can't even try. So to explain good luck it. with that. I can't even try to explain it because it would like hurt to devil's advocate that hard for something I can't even comprehend myself i'm sure we'll get comments that you'll disney movies see. and star wars <laughs> those an are the only things that i've ever uh, watched during those times luke's and great, that's though. how i was babysat was Just with movies every, maybe why i like movies so much but like every like every scene on the island is like it's just great Star Wars. Like every that whole through line, I was just I just have a great time with all of that. Like it's it's full of comedy, but it's full of like actual ruminations on the this like the, the the state of that universe and what it means to be a Jedi and all these other aspects. And then two characters growing and learning from each other and so on, and, and while also being really well acted and so on. But but you have this also cool back and forth where it's Ray doing that simultaneously with both kylo and luke in a different way and they're both really great storylines in their own right i'm like this is great this is a good movie make ryan johnson make every star wars now except not because we want more movies like knives out so don't do that don't do that just fund him making movies forever as an apology for all the shit that happened the last two years what else what else did he make he made looper and knives out okay so i need to watch looper i really i really like knives out there it's that one great DVD in that stack. In the Keith movie closet. Uh, yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about that in a future We'll thing talk about Knives point. Out some other time. Knives yeah, Out was really we, good. We need to get the Knives Out. That was really good. Watch Knives Out. It's still in theaters for yeah. a little bit until Star hurry, Wars hurry, kills hurry, it. Hurry, 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 Kills hurry. it to death. Uh, he made great movies before Last Jedi. He makes He's now made great movies after Last Jedi. And he made two of the best episodes. He made several episodes of uh, Breaking Bad. But the two that I remember the fly. is that he made The Fly, the fly and he made episode. Ozymandias. Which is the Hank I'm episode, awesome and that's King a big deal. Kings. Uh, and those are great episodes of Breaking Bad. And he also made Brick, which I've never seen, but it has Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. And people talk about that in good terms usually, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I want to see him. The number uh, more, I'm more excited about seeing his next thing than I am at seeing any Marvel or Star Wars movie. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> Cause, care anymore. Because Knives Out was so good. <laughs> it was really watch Knives Out. We're done talking about Knives Out though. Well, some other time. Um, yeah. Okay. No. No. So. So I think the some of the strongest things that the second movie did, and actually, actually, honestly, kind of all three movies. There's like two things that I feel like haven't really been developed in the previous Star Wars movies, and one of which is that I feel like I understand what the Force is to a greater extent. I like all the cutscenes with, especially when she's training with Luke, where they talk about the Force and like her her visions and the things like that. I feel like I have a greater understanding of like the conflict between the like You mean like the, that montage where she closes her eyes and she yes. feels the actual concept of balance and it's explained visually for the first time? Yes. No, see they they do yeah, so explaining it visually is what 
the movies do mm-hmm. better. And they do that a couple times. And all the visions she have has, I think, are kind of um, they don't do that very often, especially in like one, two, and three. I don't really. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what the what the force is. One, two, and three is not great at visual storytelling. It was mostly no. people sitting Luke in a room and talking back and forth with each other. Yoda does a good job explaining it in stuff. the first the original movies but yeah. i feel like they don't really dive into it again until this point in these later movies now and i feel like i understand it better as she's learning it um the other thing is i really like the connectivity aspect between all these different people especially kylo ren and ray like i think that whole visual aspect of them interacting with each other is probably the most my favorite aspect of these three new movies mm-hmm. The in, if I had to pick one thing to say that was my favorite between it's these like three upgrade, movies, right? them and their relationship with each other, I think is really meaningful. And I don't think any other movie has done it in that way. The closest would be how Anakin in Palpatine, right? Turns into, huh? I was figuring like the closest thing to a connection we've had before between villain and, and protagonist before yeah. was, was, was Anakin and Palpatine like at the opera and stuff like that. Cause besides that, a kind of a problem Star Wars has as an entire saga is that the villains are always distant and always far away and Darth barely Vader. are in the movies because whenever they move show up, somebody basically has to die because yeah. they're at war with each other. And so also, like they can't to be like really the, the show the final down, boss mostly. of that movie. So if you see them <clears throat> yeah. then you're done. So like it's always the protagonist group fighting nameless soldiers that are very easy to dispatch while plot things happen. And at the end the bad guy shows up in each movie. Because the bad guy can't be an ever-present force in almost any of these movies because of the basic structure of what they made Star Wars like. And so Last Jedi making those bridges actually makes for some really interesting give and take and back and forth with these characters where they actually can interact in ways that go somewhere, even well, if it's really specific to them. And I think I think it is a good point of, of, of playing the um, we are the two sides of the same coin kind of feeling where you get the impression that it takes like maybe one bad influence or bad instance to turn you from Anakin to Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Um, one bad day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole one bad day. That's the plot of uh, killing joke. Killing joke. Yeah. Spoilers. He's wrong. Yeah. Killing joke. Yeah. (laughs) The the, the premise of killing joke is that Joker's actually wrong because Gordon doesn't break. And he's Gordon. And neither did Ray. Yeah, um, but yeah, so 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 you kind of you kind of have sympathy for both characters because they kind of are just it's just people who had different paths in life, but they're mm-hmm. not really any better or worse than each other. I also love the three flashbacks where it's like Kylo and Luke both present a reality where they're objectively in the right, and then you hear then you see them muddled in between in the third flashback that shows how they like the way that they're both in the wrong. Yeah. Because like you get to see the full, like you get the full internal monologue and the fantastic acting from Mark Hamill of his face, and when he see like the rage and fury of like when he sees everything he loves being cut down, and so he lights the lightsaber, and then he just is just, is just ashamed of himself. Yeah, so and, like it's so well done as a scene. Well, yeah, what Keith is referring to is like people a, are like he ruined his character somehow. Um, there's like a there's like a a conflict between Kylo Ren and uh, Luke in which uh, one of them interprets it one way, the other one interprets it the other way, and then there is like an objective interpretation of what actually happened but basically it's what leads kylo ren to be 
well, he is kind of implied that he was he had the potential to be on the dark side, but the whole yeah. point is that the potential doesn't make the person. So every person might have the potential to be good or bad, but it really it doesn't mean that that they're going to end up that way. The, the his monologue, like his narration, shows that Luke, shows that Luke was already sensing conflict and darkness in him before then, which is why he was like feeling observing him in his sleep, basically. And they got one of those visions that is so... And we, we see in Force Awakens how strong those visions are. Because it's when... when We saw when uh, when Rey, when Rey touches uh, Luke's lightsaber. Or was it Vader's lightsaber? When, when she touches the lightsaber that's in the basement, she oh, like that was, completely... That was Luke's she, she completely lightsaber. loses it, remember? Like how strong that vision was. So you could totally see why in a vision Luke might have a visceral reaction strong enough to potentially light a lightsaber against one of his own pupils. But then not follow through with it. So it's like, it's all it all connects well. Like it, it's that it doesn't well, describe me a thing. It's like it's how the movies have established this kind of thing works. And, it's and, like, and after Darth Vader, you look back on that, and you kind of have sympathy for Luke's situation because mm-hmm. Yoda. So like Obi Wan uh, felt that there was a lot of darkness in in Anakin, and Yoda was like. No, give him a chance. Give him a chance, and look how that turned out. Yeah. Although, like I said, it's and, another and, and one. And we of know those that he knows one be- bad day situations. Yeah, but but that like looking back on that, you can't blame someone for trying to like nip the bud on mm-hmm. this potential like evil. Like why that thought would come up? Because if they killed Anakin when he was a kid, all of that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and we and they say in that movie. He says that the Jedi Order's legacy is one of failure. They let Darth Sidious rise while they were at the peak of their power. They let Darth Sidious rise and kill them all. So he knows the history at that point Mm -hmm. of the prequels because he says it to us in in Last Jedi. So he has very specific knowledge to be like, I can't make let Vader happen again. And he lets Vader happen again. So Vader he, happens again. So he was kind of right at the end, even, even though he w- couldn't make himself do it. But he was he came too close anyway. Well, but if but if he didn't if he didn't attempt to kill him, he wouldn't have. Yeah. Like, that was like the whole thing is that he like jumped too fast, and so if he hadn't, he could have like nurtured him into being a good person. But instead, the implication is that him attempting to kill him is what actually what led him to be on the dark side mm-hmm. completely. He like completely chose that. Because Still Luke then, fucked up. Although things were going pretty bad on some level. Because he already had the Knights of Ren within that group. And he and those people slaughtered the rest of the Jedi. So he had like a group of loyalists that were ready to kill their fellow Jedi already. So things were already iffy on that level. Maybe it's a one bad day for Luke. Even though the Knights of Ren seemingly never come up ever again in the entire trilogy, except maybe no. they're who he fought at the end of the last movie? <laughs> I'm not sure, because they have weird masks that look vaguely Kylo-y, and I'm like, are those the Knights of Ren that they name-dropped in the first movie and never did anything and never showed up again? Because I'm confused. I was, re- I was ready to assume the Knights of Ren were all the red guys. <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't know. They never say who the Knights of Ren are after name dropping them in Force Awakens. There's just some group who's like, you, the lead. Uh, Snoke calls Ren- Kylo, you, the leader of the Knights of Ren and stuff like that. And I'm like, the who? And until until this movie came out most recently that maybe had a scene that was maybe the Knights of Ren for a second. I always assumed that maybe it was the red guys because they were in Snoke's chamber. And maybe they turned on Ren when like Ren turned on Snoke, Snoke kinda... or something. Soak was, was okay, actually. Soak some. Soak was like a wannabe Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, well, it technically got more to do than Palpatine because Palpatine's such a brief character in the first movie. 
It's easy to forget because he has a he has a trilogy of setup now. But in, well, in, origin, in his original movie, he was pretty brief. Pa- well, yeah, but in the old movies, Palpatine's pretty badass. <laughs> but anyways, cackling and having fun with it all. Let's uh, let's talk about the okay. So okay, so synop or not synopsis uh, review. First movie is mediocre. Didn't care about it at all. Wouldn't have watched anything else if they were all going to be like that. Didn't care. Kind of lame. Whatever. Set up the second movie. The second movie is actually pretty good. Not going to lie. <laughs> hit, hit me. You cried. I did. You cried because Yoda was a puppet and you were like, <laughs> we weren't ready for that. As soon. <laughs> you weren't ready for puppet Yoda and you cried. <laughs> when they're on the island and... <laughs> Okay, so so I cried at the beginning, at the end of the la- of the first one when they showed Luke for a second because I was like, Ugh, like Disney. Okay, Disney, fuck you, because you know you know that this stuff's gonna make me nostalgic, and it really, really did. And honestly, a lot of my feelings about these movies are heavily weighed on that. And of course, that's what they expected, and that's what they're making all their money mm-hmm. off of. But boy, they did a good job because in the second movie, they had Luke Skywalker talk to Yoda in a ghost vision, like they always are. And the instead oh, of having the dumb the dumb CG Yoda from one two and three, the, which is like you know whatever, they had the, the puppet Yoda, the puppet Yoda from the original movies, and as soon as I saw him, I cried because it reminded me of how special their connection was in the first movies and how much I just love him, and it made me really happy. It just made me really happy. So if anything, even if I hated the rest of that movie, that part would have made it worth it to me because it made me so happy. And, if, and they had the, their same banter where like Luke's kind of skeptical and Yoda's like, just believe. Like, and he's, just, kind of, he's kind of a reverend oh, now. No. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, like po- it's like post-apocalyptic Yoda where he's he's the irreverent one and everything. So he's like, it's like this, but the sacred to Jedi text. He's like. Oh, read them, have you? Yeah, he like page turners. They he's such not. a snarky little. He's like, well, you have. Yeah, it's like no, yeah. not page turners, are they? Like, <laughs> you didn't fucking read them. Like, hey, Kiki. <laughs> hi, she's dog. back. She's back, and there's tongue noises. Kiki can tell when I'm gonna cry because every time I'm like I'm feeling misty, she like shows up to like to lick my tears away because <laughs> she knows that I'm thinking about Yoda. I'm gonna cry. But yeah, no, I, that that got me quite so a you, lot. If you were, if I were to clockwork orange you and like, tie you up in a chair and make you watch one of these that movies man. again, which one would it be? Oh yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, no doubt. Wait, are you supposed to? Oh wait, wait, is, is are you, this supposed to be the movie I don't like? No, which one? Then, would you, which then, one did you want to watch? Well, but in Clockwork Orange, they make him watch things he doesn't well, want to watch. I mean, like I'm assuming you don't want to watch any of these again because you usually don't. So if you were to, <laughs> if you're forced to watch a Star Wars movie of this of this trilogy again, which one would you want to watch? The second one. The second one's the best one. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think the second one's the best one of those three. So take that, J.J. Abrams. I think it was it was exciting. It was it was full of fun. The fight scene with Kylo Ren and <laughs> BRB when we review every Ryan Johnson movie. <laughs> <laughs> it might. There's not that many. That's the thing. It's, uh, like, Edgar, it's like reviewing every Edgar Wright movie. That would be really fun. It goes by really quick. It's like four. Five, five, five. Uh, Trilogy, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver. They're all up there. Yeah. Yeah, they're all up there somewhere. We should do that. Yeah. Some other time. Uh, but no, the Kylo Ren Ray fight scene with against Snoke was really good. Oh, it's so good. It was really, really good. It's so good. 
And there's specifically, it's a giant, beautiful red room, and it's revealed to all be a curtain, so it lights on fire, and the entire red, so they're wiping out the Sith Master and all of his goons, and to symbolize that, the entire fucking red curtain that circles the entire room burns down, revealing black behind it. And in the next scene, with the next Kylo Ren scene, the sky is white, and the ground is red. Yeah, because light is triumphing over the dark, in because it's Luke versus Kylo. It's like there's visual imagery because Ryan Johnson's a fucking genius. Oh my god! Like the scenes are set up beautiful. Oh, you you, you just go back to thinking about uh, Luke's death scene. Yeah. <laughs> You've not thought about that yet in the session. No, you know, <laughs> it's great, right? It's, like, it's great. It's and, great. And like the uh, his as his final sight. Is he is him hallucinating the the twin sunset from his home world, which wasn't really there? Do you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they show one, ow. they show one sun, then they show a second sun, and then they go back to showing one sun again because it's just mm. as he's fading away, he hallucinates the Tatooine suns. That was so cool too. <laughs> and it plays the the dual, the the twin sunset song or whatever it's called. When when Luke shows up and he just like and like he just out badasses everyone and you're like that's why he's the best he is the they best pummel every, he was the best they pummel he everything. was the best i knew to believe in him i was right his reaction to getting shot Ooh. They, they all they all fire on him continuously this uh, giant cloud of mist and they just like just one just one dusting of the shoulder that was so cool <laughs> and also at the beginning of the movie he's like what do you expect me to do just walk out with the laser sword and face down the whole first order he does <laughs> You feel oh, things. No. I watched it three times now. And it just makes me feel things, which is what Star Wars is supposed to do. And here's the fucking problem we're gonna get into now is that see, I was detached from Star Wars because I I grew up watching the prequels. And I loved them as a kid, but they soured in my mouth over time because you know you get older and you get more discerning and you're like, oh no, these aren't that great, huh? Oh, and like I was, I just felt too detached from the original trilogy. They were always like great movies that I just didn't feel like a personal connection to. It was always like, these are great. There's a lot of great movies, though. But these are more great movies. It's fine that people like them so much. Nothing's sacred. Nobody and loves anything. Of, everything. Yeah. Everyone ruins everything. <laughs> but then Force I have no faith then, in anyone. <laughs> ever Force again. Awakens comes out, and I'm like, yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's J.J. Abrams. He makes bland but acceptable movies. And that's what all the Marvel movies are, too. So this will be another bland, acceptable movie. And then I was largely right and i was like that was fine it's really stupid how there's a stupid jigsaw puzzle map that r2 has and bb8 has the other half of it that was funny and specifically the part that bb8 has from the beginning of the movie is the part that luke is in r2d2 just has the surrounding area that was stupid and we're supposed to know we're supposed to think that they just don't have mapped this one this one have r2d2 have a thing and it's yeah so r2d2 but and the Tradition wouldn't have the map anyway. He has. They the mentioned it at the very beginning. So, I don't know. That's a dumb little that whole side that note. That's, that's, the, that's the one thing that stood out to me. That was. There's like, a few. I mean, this every J.J. Abrams movie has at least one really dumb thing that stands out to that me. That was a really dumb. Endlessly. Thing. Like, I did you watch the Star Trek reboot? Mm. The first, re the one from 2008. I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. Anything that's a reboot, I don't watch because yeah. I they just I just ignore it because yeah. I don't because they always fuck it up. I'll just say I, it breaks red my matter. Much. I care too much. A stupid ship with a, enough red matter to destroy all of the universe ever it just bothers me every time I watch that otherwise like fun movie. I'm just like, but why does that exist? 
ever. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that map, I was like, the fuck is this? I don't know. And one thing that I find weird is that people got really mad about Ray's parentage. They were really fixated on, like, which which bloodline is she a part of? And I'm like, I watched the first movie and it didn't even, like... It, like, I literally didn't have that question. And so when it was revealed that her parents are, were no one, I'm also like... Uh, that's just more character development for her. I wasn't like, oh man, what a missed opportunity. She could have been, like, a Palpatine or whatever. So, because it's like, I'm like... I, She's her being an orphan is just who she is as a that's her that's her character setup. I don't need that to be proven wrong or anything like that. Like I I was totally well, fine with the I, I kinda liked the whole um Kylo Ren had the potential of having fantastic loving parents and he turned out yeah. evil. And then you have this this person who literally has no basically parents, no basically, parents. And who, she's the light side one. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point is it's like it's not it's like you can be anyone it, it just it's how your situation turns out it doesn't matter what your yeah. beginning is you can be anybody there's there's a lot of elements of duality there too because there's also the element where kylo is named ben solo and the and as revealed in the shitty han solo movie the reason why han solo is named solo is because he was alone he didn't have any sort of root or history or family so the canon is that when he joined like the stormtroopers or whatever, like because he, he joined the Empire briefly, went to just to get off planet basically, and they entered his last name as Solo, because he didn't have a last name, he didn't have a family. So that's the canon for why he's been why he's named Han Solo. But that means that her he's Han, he's Ben Solo, but he actually comes from a legacy, and she's actually alone. And like there's like the the inherent like back and forth there I didn't because know that. like, that's, that's cool. have, like cause the, like. Ben's like one generation removed from being orphans themselves. Like, yeah, like it's like there's a, there's a lot of connections to be made there that are actually kind of interesting. It's like the one kind of cool thing to draw from that. Like the irony of the fact that he's named Solo when he's the one that has a family and things like that. Uh, their relationship's great. Like a lot of those elements and so on. Uh, but I just, yeah, the story literally works better if Ray doesn't have any knowledge of where she came from, which is what is set up in Last Jedi and. Well, we can just go ahead and throw that out. <laughs> we can just go ahead and throw that out. I'm genuinely worried that Rise of Skywalker has ret- will retroactively poison the movie I like. Because sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. What do you mean? So, like, it goes back and forth. Like, Mass Effect's famous for having a really bad ending. But I've replayed Mass Effect knowing the ending and still enjoyed it again. But at the same time, Game of Thrones is famous for having a terrible ending now. I don't know if I can put myself through Game of Thrones again, knowing how it ends up. See, and, I, and so I'll be curious to see if I can still like Last Jedi as much as I did, knowing how fucko this gets. Because this is a this gets messy. This let's talk about let's talk about Rise of Skywalker. Oh, first of all, can we just talk about how the editing is horrible? Like, the pacing is fucked. It's a nightmare. Like, it's terrifying. Like, I was... I, I got a headache watching this movie. Because, like, three scenes happen per minute. And it's, like, rapidly cutting between massively different arcs and storylines of different locations. But also, every scene is so fast. And every character is just explaining the plot directly to the camera for, like, 
the entire film. Like, there's no... All those long, quiet scenes of Ray and Luke on an island developing as characters and exploring the Force and everything are gone. And now everyone's just narrating the story directly to the camera in every scene and just saying the plot at each other. And nobody gets any development over the course of the movie, basically. And it's like, break... It feels like... We got a lot of these in the mid-2000s. It feels like one of those many, 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 many bad movie adaptations of an overly long young adult novel where they have too much they have to get through in, in a short run time. So oh it's, just, it's just all adaptation, adaptation. It's like a five-hour screenplay adapted into a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and you're just like, I, oh my, I, I... You would blink and, not, and then lose track of what was happening. It's like... At the beginning, I'm just exhausted because of like we're on this planet now. We're on this planet. No, we need this MacGuffin. We need this MacGuffin that leads to the other MacGuffin that leads to the other MacGuffin because we need to get the dagger that leads to the the holocron. But they're calling it a wayfinder. Which at one point they say a sentence that says we need to find the only way to find the way is to find the wayfinder. And I'm like, I hate you for that writing that script. It's like writing unobtainium in your script. <laughs> like they need the wayfinder. What's, what's they, unobtainium from? Avatar. Oh my it's the, god! It's, it's the magic mineral that's the reason they're fucking planted up. Also, didn't watch that. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch that's it. That's unobtainium. Fuck, fuck that. Yeah, that's a that's a mess. Don't but care. like, we already have a word. It's called a Sith holocron. You could just say the Sith holocron is the thing that has it. But also, delete that whole MacGuffin from the story because it's too many MacGuffins that all just lead to finding one planet. But uh, <laughs> 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 so much of the movie is a weird treasure hunt for some reason, just to visit planets Ooh. really quickly. Like, there's teaser images of that, like, parade. Like, it was in the yeah. trailer, the parade. I'm like, oh, what's that going to be like? That well, was it's nice gonna, for a second. That parade's going to be about as much as you saw in the trailer. They go there for a second, and Ray talks to one little girl. And it's like, I'm name name. I'd also like to know your name. Oh, I'm just what Ray. What kind of kid asks I don't for your last <laughs> name? Yeah. Hey. They just put a scene in to shame Ray for not knowing who her hey, parents are. What's in your case f- you forgot. Sorry, what's your family name? She's like, she's like, Oh, my name's my name's Ray, and the little girl's like, "What's your family name, though? What kind uh, of kid cares about your I'm last just, name?" I'm just Ray. Okay, okay. Uh, How do you even start with this movie? It's a me- it's a fucking mess. Here's what I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start saying, <laughs> "Okay, thanks a lot, Keith." Okay, <laughs> thanks a lot, Keith. I didn't know it would crash this hard. I thought it would be as good as Force Awakens. You got my hopes up for a I second, and I and I, I was know. never gonna do this again. I couldn't have known. And I know now my opinion is solidified. I'm not doing this shit again. Oh. No remakes, no reboots, none of this shit. Because it has failed again, and I shouldn't even thought that it was gonna be good for a second. Right. How I, dare I, you? I didn't finish the thought from a second ago. Is that like when I was talking about Last Jedi? Like the dangerous thing happened, which is I started really emotionally engaging with Star Wars and caring, which how I hadn't done. Dare you I, make I, me I care? How, like I stopped being a fan of the prequels and I never fully became a broke fan my of the heart. Movies. The biggest fan I've ever been of Star Wars before now was when I played Knights of the Old Republic one and two, which were just so fucking good. Uh, and then like. So like I Force Awakens, I'm like I'm like I'm passive. I'm like cool. It's another Marvel movie, basically. It's just fine. But Last Jedi made me like engaged and feel things, and it made me feel like oh, I'm like oh no, I'm becoming a fan of a thing. This is a problem. Like I was really I was, I became overly invested, and I really cared. Like I'm so once I realized I was gonna probably inside. watch this movie today. Last night I actually lost a little sleep thinking about how oh god they're gonna fuck it up. Like, I was losing a little sleep over this fucking movie, even though it's just a movie, and that's, like, weird for me. 
And it's like, I, and then, yeah, they, they fucked it up hard. They destroy everything that I love. They fucked it up so hard, and they and just I, made sure to kill everyone. They even killed Carrie Fisher. I'm like, just let Carrie Fisher survive the trilogy. It's fine. She like, died it, in real be, life already. Yeah, but just let her, yeah, just let her serve. It'd be, it'd be, let her be the one person. Especially after she had that great. You don't have to kill everyone. She had that great survival in the last, <sighs> in the second so movie, where she, like, floats back to safety, which was so badass. Yes. And, and she, all, it was and her using the force, which was cool because she never yeah. does that. It's one thing is you finally get to see Leia use the force in a more explicit way because we know she could because she found Luke in Bespin or Cloud City or whatever. Like that that part happened. So like we knew she had was force sensitive, just like her members of her family. But we never got to see her use the force like in a more explicit way. So like that moment of like oh no they're killing Carrie Fisher and like in your head you're thinking. When you watch the movie when it came out, you're like, Carrie Fisher died like a year ago. They probably don't have enough footage of her to do the whole thing. So, like, you, the way that she, like, faces the camera and then it just explodes out, you're like, that's a pretty easy way to kill off Carrie Fisher's, uh, as like, to kill off Princess Leia. Because they probably didn't have more of her, is what I was thinking at the time. So when she wakes up and floats back in, you're like, it's so fucking cathartic, both because you're seeing her use the Force and because it's, like, this triumphant, like... That you get to see like this fucking power move scene of this dead actress that you like are sad about being dead, and you're like, oh, you get to have this triumph that you don't expect to have because you're so sure they're killing her off. Well, because she gets to, she's she, in the rest of the movie. She gets like, what? she gets to live in some way. She gets yeah. to live in some way like, in the Star Wars universe. She lives on, and like that's cool. Yeah. So you don't have to kill her in the third one. That's it was kind really, of a it was fucking really bummer. unnecessary death too. It was really unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. And also, I don't and She dies the same way as Luke, and it's like I don't understand but, how it helped but anything. Shittier. I don't understand how it helped anything. It's really iffy. At, at most, she died to distract Ben for just a moment, which between being being distracted by her, her by his mother, and then being stabbed by Ray, but then he, healed by Ray, and then seeing his father was collectively enough to turn him. I guess it's it was really rough. I had mixed feelings about it. At first, I genuinely thought. That they were going to kill off Kylo and Leia in the same scene, and then just go on to have Rey versus Palpatine, and that dread in my heart <laughs> was so tough because I'm attached to Kylo from Last Jedi and Leia from Last Jedi. They're like they're so great in that movie. I thought they were both killing them off. That even when Rey is like awkwardly healing Kylo and and then running away. I didn't recover for the rest of that scene to even process that good things were happening even or, or anything because I was so like the dread of the idea that they were going to kill both of those characters off in such a callous, shitty way and just not even bother with a proper Kylo arc and all that and have it be so shitty and forced. And also like I was very mad they were killing Leia off in such a throwaway scene practically and then also potentially killing Kylo. I'm like... It was way too much of a, a valley for me to climb back out of over the course of the next couple of scenes. Like it was like I was actually mad, <laughs> and I didn't. And like it, it, the fake out is too much of a fake out, and also not a fake out because she's actually dead. So it's like, eh. <sighs> I was not happy watching that. I, I not, also uh, they never came up with stuff for Poe and Finn to really do in these movies, so they get more like they like. Especially in the third movie, like, I feel like you could have just, they eventually was like, they didn't matter. Like, they were just coming up with tasks. They, to do. they didn't really matter. By the, by the, like, also, they broke the shipping. Yeah. Oh, so. Mm. So to go back to the Star Trek reboot, 
there's a, there's a review by Mr. Plinkett of the Star of the Star Trek reboot, and he calls it a case of the not gaze. Is what he he says that everyone's got a case of the not gaze. They got to establish for each person that they've all got a love interest. So Spock's into Uhura. And the first thing you see of uh, they all, the first, they, all the first... Have, they all have beards because because <laughs> yeah. like, China doesn't like gay people. So if they want the movie yeah. to do really well in China, they can't have anyone who's explicitly gay in any movie that they want to so do like, well in China. It's like Poe so and Finn. Say, like in case you don't know that Poe and Finn have repeatedly talked about like their actors have repeatedly talked about how like they like they knew they when they were auditioning from day, from day one they realized that they had chemistry and so they kind of wanted to like. You know, tease and like not even like not even gay like not even like the uh, what's it called gay baiting or whatever like no. queer baiting like it wasn't they, not even queer baiting they wanted it to be canon they it wanted those two characters to be cute. They, like they want I they, really shipped them they had several really good interactions sh- in the first two movies I shipped them and I shipped Kylo and Ray but then in the third movie because who they wouldn't? both get love interests I know it broke and specifically my heart. one of them's even worse. Because one of them gets weird forced love interest out of nowhere. It's weird bounty hunter lady that you never see the full face of, and well, and is barely and in the movie anyway. I don't. <laughs> and then and then and then Finn also gets the love interest that who their entire uh, relationship with each other is developed off camera apparently because they seem weirdly apparently, close. By apparently, the end, they have they, they have off like they didn't before have any scenes. No, but the whole point is like beforehand they knew each other. Oh, no, that, so that was Poe. I mean Finn. Yeah. What Finn? Finn's coupled oh. off with a strange love interest that comes out of nowhere. That the one that rides the yeah, horse. Yeah, no, I knew she so little. She has like three lines of dialogue in the whole movie, but by the end, they're like, they, there are four scenes in this movie okay, where but... Finn says something on comms, and that lady's just like hand over shoulder, like she's like in her his space, like they're like a thing, and they're not saying anything. And it happens like over and over again to the point where like the end, their big final sacrifice is like hand in hand, like we're going to get this gun to work and shoot the whatever's happening in that scene. And poor Rose is on a different fucking world from them, even though she was the established like kind of love interest in the previous movie because they jar jarred her because people didn't like her. So they're like, they're going to dress her all in gray and get her out of the plot as much as possible. They cut her hair and she was like, she looks, she's dressed as boringly as possible. Her hair is cropped back and she only says expeditionally dialogue and she's not anywhere near Finn for the entire film. Okay. And it's like I'm, it's it's really angry. <laughs> so I okay, there's a couple things. Uh, One is I felt like because they had this whole like weird chemistry, I thought the whole point of him like, because she kisses him in the second movie, yeah. and it reveals that she has feelings for him, but then she, like, passes out. And I got the impression that the reason that that, that never is fruitful is yeah. because Finn and Poe are kind of a thing. Yeah. He, and, he, and that he, makes sense. He, like, sense. kind of draws back let her, he's confused. Let her down easy. Like, it came on him. He's gay. It's not your fault. Like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I like but that. But they're, like, afraid In my of head, that. they don't have to say it, but in my head, I like that idea. I'm going to stick with it. It's cute. It I fe- like it. It feels It feels true. good. It feels like what and was happening. And the actors wanted it to be true. There's there's interviews about this where they say this. The, the second thing I want to say, right, is that Star Wars is kind of notorious for perhaps not having a lot of uh, diversity in its human cast. Yeah. So there's only three black people at this point. There's They bring Lando Calrissian back. And then they have Finn, who's a great character. But then they have mm-hmm. this the shoehorned love interest for him, who also has to, is like a black person. Mm-hmm. But she's related to both of them. So she's perhaps, it's implied at the end that she might be Lando's daughter. Did you, get, did you catch that? I don't think that's what they meant. 
I just I th- well, well let's, what I thought she is, he said what I where thought are is you that from? because Carrie Fisher's daughter is in these movies, I thought she might have been the actor's no, daughter. No, well, maybe but not maybe. Lando's daughter because they're like, let's find out who your parents are. Well, I, th- I thought I, they were saying no, but that's the point. Is that she, he says where she says where are you from, and he says where he's from, and she says, and he looks at her like in like a weird way, and he's kind of like, mm. well, where are you from? And she says, I don't know, and he's like, well, let's figure out together. I feel like there's no other reason why you'd. And she, he, it was a slightly weird one. But what? Okay, like, why but, are they playing? Coy? But why you got to make? I don't know. Why you got to group know. them off together? I feel well, yeah, like that's like, kind of not. We found two black people in the universe. They must be related. <laughs> or they must be love interests. Like, uh, why can't you have? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I just feel like they kind of did that perhaps on purpose. <laughs> and like, I don't really care for that. Like when they're talking about the case of the not gays and that thing, they refer to like how in the reboot, Kirk is immediately in bed with a green lady. Spock is coupled with Uhura, even though Spock's like inherently kind of not coupled with anyone generally. And then even like Scotty like objectifies the ship. Like like she got a not, that, that, that she's saying like the like he's like the Enterprise got a nice pair of nacelles, if you know what I mean, and stuff like that. Like everyone's gotta say things that show that they like women and get them all out in a row. And it's like that felt like this here where it's like it's like they didn't want the Finn Poe shipping to happen, so they specifically made sure they had together. girls. Even they, they though gotta have girls around. it bloats the fuck out of the movie to add two new characters that don't do anything when you already had Rose and Poe doesn't need a love And interest. Rose was fine. I feel like if, like, if he was going to uh, be with any woman, just make it be Rose. Like if, if, it, it almost if, seems if, like if they were, suggest... If you were going to retcon, if you're going to make them not, for mm-hmm. sure not gay... Rose was awesome. Rose is yeah, cool. She's Have, a really good character. Why can't he be with Rose? She literally why can't he be with did, Rose? She literally risked her life to save him because she, she loves him. She earned it. Like, she earned it and she's fucking adorable. It's so incoherent to be like why eh. if if I was gonna ship him with anyone else, it would be her. Did you hear how lame the description was, by the uh, way? What? They're all going off an adventure and Rose is like nameless person off camera said that they would like me to inspect star destroyer schematics to find <laughs> like she has homework so she can't go with them and she's dressed in gray and she's sad and she's sitting in the corner <laughs> there's a bunch of moments where she's just standing there next to leia and just watching exposition happen between other characters and i'm like well okay okay Rose. She became like late, like uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter in the first movie. All I know say anything. It was is just there. I feel like some of the decisions were to appeal to their Chinese demographic, which you know whatever, trying to make money. But I just know there are certain things that are really unacceptable in China. Oh, you so. want to talk about things not acceptable in China? Did you notice that the girl, the woman with the with like the nose from the, that was in Last Jedi, that was like next to Holdo a lot? She's like kind of a, one of the other commanders, but she's not really a character that much. Like when they were like saying like they're declaring that Holdo, I think she's the one that declares that Holdo is the new leader in Last Jedi. She's like the blonde commander lady. She's older looking. Mm. At the end of the movie, in the jungle on Yavin Four, is it Yavin Four? Endor Four? Moon of Endor. It's the man. It's the moon of Endor, right? Yeah. Because that's the that's the that's the that's the. I think it's Yavin Four. I think it might be Yavin Four is the planet that. Return of the Jedi takes place on, which is where this movie ends too. Yeah, same place, uh, but I don't know what they're, they're new planets. Which we'll get so. to that in a second too, by the way. Oh. But they have a cutaway scene with no other story context surrounding it, where she kisses another woman full on. I saw that. But it's a scene you completely can edit out without changing the movie. 
so they're just going to edit it out of the Chinese version. They specifically did it in a cutaway scene that's completely detached from the rest of the film so they can earn credit in one region, but cynically cut it out in the other regions because they're assholes and China's awful. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. But there is one gay kiss well, in this movie, technically. And I thought that was like yeah. shoehorned in too. Like maybe they're yeah. like, oh, well, we didn't do uh, we didn't do the Finn Poe thing, so we got to make people happy. Uh, so we want to put this in to make people happy. I want to point out. And I'm like, fuck you, Disney. This entire movie movie you're just trying to this entire movie win points they're trying to find where palpatine is and he turns out to be where he was at the end of the last movie he was in as far as i could tell that's what the plot was he was on like i think he was on the core planet that the jungle planet was orbiting because he was in the death star wait no that was the I, Here's the thing about how fast this movie fucking moves. It's hard to tell what its plot was. Are you having trouble with that, too? Yeah. No, I had a really hard time with that. <laughs> One way and I wasn't was... sure if it was just me, and I was tired. No, I'm, I was, so I was I'm very like... confused. But at the very least, the place they had to go at least three-fourths of the way through the movie was the crashed Death Star, which they already knew the location of, because it's the most famous thing that ever happened in Star Wars, basically. Yeah. They spent the first half of the movie learning they had to go there. Yeah. And also, Ray is oh, like, yeah. also, Ray has that, that takeaway of like, the dagger looks like the light up. And she's already standing in the exact spot where she can just line it up. Yeah, I didn't understand it, the dagger. It had an extendo wire that has a red arrow on it. Yeah. And she lines it up with the debris, and the red arrow points at the but spot I remember, she has to go to. But I remember thinking, like, <laughs> it's like a YouTube thumbnail. The debris shouldn't be consistent like you think the water would move it around and erode it over the course like, of decades or fuck with how it. long it's, has it's it a violent been? storm apparently Who, when did they make the sword do they expect the, the, the debris the, to never move i they must have the sword is some the sword must have been made after the death star crashed that's just so the debris has just been consistently in the same spot even for, though it's specifically set up as a tumultuous ocean that's like Unnavigatable, except for it's how navigatable is, and they, they navigate it without any problems. But then, uh, but then they like wasn't there like an inscription on the sword or something? And it, that was yeah. What, what was the point of that? If they could just the line muff, up the, the MacGuffin is so convoluted that's actually like really, it's actually annoying so, to reach. Here's a here's the thing. I, I want to know if you can answer this question. Uh, okay. At the end of the movie, Poe and Finn are doing something. What were they doing? What are you talking about? The giant battle. Oh. What were they doing? Okay, so I'm... Why did they want to go on that one ship to shoot the... Uh, and they had to, like, sacrifice themselves to connect the wires to make the cannon shoot something? What was happening? <laughs> what was the plot there? Okay. I okay. don't know what was happening, which really kills the stakes. And that's side, never happened this, in the Star Wars movies to me Is this a side note. So, I, I brought with me to this film a flask, but I realized partway through that I can't drink any of it. I didn't drink any of it. You didn't drink any of, any the of it. You brought? Because I realized that I couldn't, I already couldn't understand what was happening in the plot. So, you couldn't drink it at all? So, I didn't drink I was, I was any curious, of it. So, you didn't actually drink? Okay. No. Well, I, oh. I had a beer. I had a beer. Oh, you had a beer. That's normal, though. But I, I couldn't drink any of it. All oh, right. They do sell beers there. Yeah. I'm not used to theaters doing that, but that, we, have, we have a fancy theater. They well, get gourmet hot dogs with a billion ingredients on them. 
I so so all of cost like all of my poor Keith, all all of my ranting and raving after the film was literally just me on fumes of how weird and irate I was about the film mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with liquor because I couldn't drink during this movie because <laughs> I realized I couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And I knew that no. if I drank anything it was going to be harder. Have you ever not understood what's happening in a Star Wars movie? No. Like I think I told I think I, t- I had this rant earlier today, but I don't know if it was. <laughs> like, so I had to be like, it, I can't I drink I, I because I, I need to be able to say what happened in this movie. Yeah, I don't know if I told it to you or if oh, it was gosh. just the Q and A I did earlier. But like every almost every Star Wars movie is a heist movie. At, at well, its core, fundamentally, you're doing a, a multi pronged infiltration to accomplish this one goal. The first four movies kind of clear. They just fly in, they shoot, and so on. But like starting with like Empire, it becomes a multi-pronged thing where these people are here and those people are there, and that thing's happening. Yeah, sorry, not that- Empire. Uh, it's re- it's a specifically like Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Rogue One in particular. All of those are, and also uh, Force Awakens. They're all heist movies. Where the, and also partly even Last Jedi and so on. Where it's wait, like, Force Awakens was like, that good one, right? Force Awakens was the not the not as good one. It was the first one, and then Last Jedi was the good one. Last Jedi was, I think, a good example of that. But like the, when but they're all on the ship together doing different like things, they fit the formula. And in fact, like in the Plinker reviews for the original for the prequels, uh, they they go back and they talk about how like Star Wars One had a simple ending. Star Wars just Luke got shoot the thing. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. Good job. Use the force, Luke. Then the second movie, they split the cast into two locations. They're doing two things simultaneously in the ending. There's the duel with Vader, and then there's the shootouts in the hallways. Then the third movie, there's like the shield generator, and there's the Millennium Falcon, and then there's also the the Vader Insidious scene is happening. Those are all happening in parallel. So they're, so they're getting. There's still like the infiltration and blow up the big thing that's happening in each movie, but they're split into three separate storylines now. Then you get to the pr- the next movie, which is Phantom Menace, where there's the Gungans out in the field, there's the infiltration of the palace room, there's the Duel of Fates room, and there's Anakin fighting in space at the same time, and it's chaos. And they keep getting more like that with each yeah. new movie they make. And uh, almost all of them are this multi-pronged thing where almost every Star Wars movie ends with, like, there's a space battle and there's a lightsaber battle and there's some kind of infiltration where they got to, like, deactivate the shield or blow up the thing. And specifically, what I one of the things I enjoy is that in The Last Jedi, it's that multi-pronged plan where it's just crazy enough to work. It doesn't work. They all fail. <laughs> That's what I like about Last Jedi is it's the one movie where they all fail at that part. And, it's what, and, and the only kind yeah, of successful part is the duel. And the duel doesn't play out how you think it is because it's because the two people with lightsabers, their lightsabers never touch, which is fun. The no, in the Last Jedi, no lightsaber ever touches another lightsaber. How fun is that to think about? See, that was a unique scene because yeah. the two people who you think are supposed to fight, and, and I guess there's like Snoke you think is maybe going to fight. They're not a part of it. Like they're yeah. those the two people. It's like. Ray and uh, Kylo Ren work together, which you didn't think was going to happen. And mm-hmm. Snoke isn't actually a part of the last battle because he gets killed in a really cool way instantly. <laughs> it's really great. So it's them working together to kill everyone else in the room. Just an array of really cool weapons while the curtain burns in a circle. Yeah, like, and yeah. none of them are Jedi that they're fighting. Yeah. But then at the end, and then you think that they're friends now, mm-hmm. and they kind of are, but at the end it's like... And it's like emotional and you're feeling And you things. think that they're good. You think yeah. they're good, but the last second they were like... The important thing about... No, like you should join the dark side. So the, and she's like, Mm-mm. there's one thing that's really, really it's kind important of a nice touch. Still different. Any action scene, any action scene, in order to be emotionally effective, 
you have to really clearly know the motivations of the characters in it, what is happening, and the what stakes. the stakes are, yeah. and what the chances are of failure. Because then you can like ratchet the tension of like, oh, that thing, the bad thing's gonna happen. Oh, the good thing's gonna happen. And uh, like, if you get to this movie where every other scene, we're like, we're both fully paying attention. We know how to watch a Star yeah. Wars movie. We've watched all the other ones. Both of us independently can't tell you what's happening in half of the action scenes or what the stakes are or what the point is. I hope, like, don't kill me, Keith, but I fell asleep a little bit during the space battle. And then I woke up and there was a guy. really boring. There was a guy, like, four spaces down that was, like, snoring. I heard the snoring. I heard snoring in the theater, which is a loud movie, so I was impressed. And I couldn't. I was worried you were asleep because I heard the snoring. No, no. See, that one wasn't me. Yeah. But I fell asleep for for, like, ten minutes, which isn't very long. But the fact that I was able to fall asleep during the scene shows how how little it did to invest me in this space mm-hmm. fight. It looked great. Like, all of them have looked it's great. It's pretty. It looks pretty. The lightning was but pretty. They but, don't, I'm, but I'm also like, how do you beat that? They, have a, they do work? a hard time developing, like, a mental map in your brain of, of like, what's, what's happening, happening and, where. and where. Yeah. And ha- what they are in relation to each other and also what they mean. So when yeah. you're watching this, it's Which like... Which has it, never it been looks, a problem before. No. You always know no. what's happening in the climax of a Star Wars movie, and it, like it looks cool, but and it's like, push, 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 push. but I, I found my brain like zoning out because I, I like they changed plans was, so like, many times. I didn't know where we were about my plans for tomorrow. I was like thinking about Christmas, and, and then it, I had to be ooh. like, I had to be like, okay, draw back, pay yeah. attention. But none of it mattered. Yeah, like I can't tell you what Finn was doing was, when he hotwired the gun. To yeah, shoot I don't know what thing. I don't know why they were doing that or what was being accomplished. I don't know what they that. were doing. Because, like, as far as I could tell, just beating Sidious made everything better. Well, because I don't know what the the mission everyone was dying in. Yeah. Also, it's the third the third time we've done the scene where Palpatine or Palpatine stand in in this in the case of Snoke. You're like in the throne room. For the third time, Ray or Luke is in the throne room with with the Dark Lord, and they open up a window to all of the people in the ships that are all dying. And like they're all dying because of you. I'm afraid the shield. Uh, the, I'm afraid the shield will be quite operational. <laughs> or like the. Like like Snoke does like a Nazi. Snoke does the fucking they're they're Nazis anyway. (laughs) Snoke does the magnifying glass, pointing at the fleet just to highlight the fact that they're all getting shot out of the sky because of the Benicio del Toro. It's a great little character being a traitor, but but he's never on their team anyway. Uh, And then this time, a giant sky sky window opens up to show that everyone's dying, and I'm like, so we're doing this again, huh? Okay, so a couple things they did that was cool. Is I okay? So I like I like seeing Emperor Palpatine. I thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. He looked cool. He looked great. He was evil. He like felt really. I like the f- very impending and awesome. I like that he's only revealed in he, flashes in the first scene. Oh, that's really creepy. The first looking. scene when they walk up and he says that quote. Yeah, he says that Let's quote that I love. The good scenes in this movie. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing scenes. right now. So I'm doing right now. He says like a quote about like the dark side being like leads to many pathways that many consider unnatural i was like oh my gosh it's palpatine i liked a lot of that scene as much as i'm a little frustrated that palpatine's back because as like plot wise it's like oh come on but like the fact that he's like a nightmare zombie thing he's awesome i don't think he had legs like that was he was like he was like i've been dead before but frustrating thing oh my goodness i don't like I don't like the amount of shitting on Snoke that's happening. I feel like Snoke should just be his completely self-sufficient Dark Lord. Maybe Palpatine, maybe maybe he's part of Palpatine's plan in some way, but not necessarily like a like a fucking slave of Palpatine. 
He's revealed to be like a clone creature, Palpatine. Lit when he said he made Snoke, he's not making like he's not doing like this whole like mafia movie or like that's, that's business I, movie. That's why I thought he meant at first. Yeah, he's, not he like, like, yeah, he's not like ha, I made ha, you. Like I made, I made you. Him. The way that like business people talk and like, like when they're criminals or villains. I trained him everything. But then they show a vat blah, blah, with blah, a bunch blah, blah, blah. of Snokes floating in it. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> like, that like I was I was like I'm gonna give this movie the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try to like it. Well, it's Star Wars. I'm here to have a good time. And the first scene shows a vat full of Snokes going, Ugh. I'm like, I hate you. Well, Why whole, does he look like that if he's a clone? The whole point <laughs> The whole point is that Palpatine's supposed to be like the best manipulator there is. Because he, because the whole, because watching him corrupt Anakin over time was really effective. And he did a great job. Especially because you didn't know he was evil for part of the movies. But him corrupting people only works as a plot point if you get to see it. Yeah. We didn't. But... Which is why but, he's an iffy conclusion but here. But we saw him do it before. So if they yeah. convinced me that he convinced someone else, then I would believe it. You don't mm -hmm. have to make clones. Just have just tell me that he mm -hmm. convinced someone else to do the same thing. And I would just believe it. I don't need the stupid clone thing. Like, you don't need that. It's unnecessary. Why is he... A, he can just be a person. Just... Why is he just a person? Palpatine's, why does they show, why they show a fan of Snokes? Palpatine's, like, charming, and he speaks <laughs> really in, in a really articulate way, and so he doesn't need to clone people. He can just convince people to do his shit and, for him. Here's an extra... That, that's this, what makes him cool. This, this is metatextual, but here's an extra reason why the Snoke vat bothers me. So, there's a guy who did... Uh, a few Star Wars novels and two of the novelizations, and he released his. He hated Last Jedi, so he released his like treatment of like how he would format the Episode Nine if he was left to him, which of course it isn't. But among many things, he has to explain away how Rey is such a Mary Sue and too powerful. So like one of the things that happens to her is her her head gets cut, and it's revealed that she's actually part droid, and that's why she's all superhuman. Like all this, all these fucked up, stupid things to explain how could a woman be strong? She must be cheating. Like these kinds of dumb things. And among other things, there are a series of Snoke clones in that shitty fan fiction. So seeing the Snoke clones show up in here, I'm like, no! Like, I was actually worried Ray was going to be revealed to be a droid. Like in that shitty fiction that that guy wrote. Because I'm a droid. Because already on the right track. It's already that Palpatine's already back. Palpatine made Snoke. Snoke's a series of clones. It was literally the plot points of the shitty fan fiction. That's terrible. And I'm like, That's <laughs> and they did a lot. They did more parts of that than I want to admit, including completely sidelining uh, Ray and sending Poe on semi-meaningless missions, and also heavily featuring C-3PO to the point where he's almost one of the main characters. These are all aspects of the shitty fan fiction that happened. And I'm like, oh no! Like in both cases, C-3PO becomes like the most vocal character in the entire movie. I was even though he wasn't in the last by two that. movies. I was. Very tickled pink by him in the yeah. second in the second of the I'm second of the new ones. Yeah, because I love C3PO. He's my favorite. He I like great, him better than R2D2. He has a great scene on the bridge. Um, but like, this is highly against protocol and stuff like that. He's adorable and yeah. great, and he doesn't fit into any situation he's in, he, which is what's so funny yeah. about him. He should but say like three things I in a good movie because he doesn't fit. Maybe the maybe stuff. they listen to people like me. They're like, oh look at all uh, these people who like C3PO in this movie. Let's put him a ton in the next one, which kind of like ruins it. But the thing mm -hmm. I hate is that they had the we're going to erase his memory to get him to. And they bring okay. his memory back after one scene. They, they anyway, do. They so do. It was pointless. But also, he's not in the rest of the movie, so him getting his memory back was. 
possibly. <laughs> yeah, so they say I read the racist memory to, uh, to translate this knife that apparently you don't need the translation for because you could just use the little the, that little metal thing that sticks out to line up the with the Death Star. The knife that just tells them that they need to go to the place where the Death Star. they should have already been going when they looked for Palpatine, which is the last place he was seen. And it has the little... They si- never thought to go to the last place he was seen. They it has the, the little... scouring the galaxy. It has the little silhouette Palpatine. of the place where they need to go, like we you were explaining earlier. Could be so it doesn't matter. He didn't have to read it. But the fact that they made me go through the emotional trauma <laughs> of, of thinking, C-3PO. of basically killing C-3PO and then what bringing him doing, back. What are you doing, 3PO? Just getting one last look at my friends. <laughs> and boy, I got misty for a second because I fucking don't like to think of C-3PO that way. How dare they make me think that he's going to be dead. Uh, and they bring him back. Like, what's the fuck's the that's point? That's such a fake out. Thank that's you. Thank you for giving me that fucking heart attack. You assholes. <laughs> It's so they could use I don't need that. It's so they could use red eye three PO in the trailers. If oh. he's in the trailer with red eyes. They could just have him translate. Is he a Sith three PO? They could just have him translate it. And uh, not erase his memory. They like, could have just, just found, make that a plot they could, point. They probably could have found anyone who could translate Sith holocrons. Or Sith Sith glyphs. Don't like, fuck with C three PO. When they took it away from him, they could have been like, Oh. It's recording your brain, you mean? We just got to get him to write it down. He can't tran- He can't translate it, but can he transcribe it? Which has and then if we could translate it with somebody that can, can translate it. it, yeah. The fact that they were so willing to erase his memory just for that really yeah. bums me out. Because droids don't matter to these He's people. He's been around knows. forever. He's seen all the original stuff. Yep. You're going to get rid of all of that for one, for one line of oh. map that you could just figure out yourself? Here's a question for you. What? It's another thing that I don't understand. So I want to know if you understand it, because that helps help. Because if if I don't understand it, it could just be my fault. But if we both don't understand it, then the movie's conveying its information very poorly. Then we're both stupid. So one thing. So we it keeps planet hopping, and it seems to think you're going to remember the name of every planet they visit. No, because they're all new planets. Because midway so. through the movie, they blow up a planet, and they're like sad about it. Like the characters are sad that that planet blew up. What planet was that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> an entire planet explodes in this movie, and everyone in the main cast is sad that that place blew up. I thought they were just sad because Where the planet was that? blew up. I don't. Was it the gambling planet? Because they shouldn't be sad <laughs> about that. So we'll get to that. I like the gambling. We'll get planet. to the fact that like this whole movie is really spiteful towards things that happened in Last Jedi. So the fact that they might have blown up the gambling planet would be if they blew... no. I would have known. I would have recognized the name Canto Bike because I like that movie. So I would have remembered Canto Bite. That was not Canto Bite. But the, yeah, there was so much spite towards... The, like like in Jedi, Last Jedi, he smashes the mask and it's all broken. And then spitefully, J.J. Abrams finds every shard of that mask and like, reconstructs it. Like, no, we're keeping the mask. How dare you break it, Ryan? Like, there's so many moments like that in this movie that I wouldn't be surprised if they blew up Canto Bite just out of spite because people were mad at that. And that's why they Jar Jar Rose and stuff like that. But what planet was that? I don't know. But see, that's how little I care. So I, don't, like, I, spent, I don't know what I planet it was. I don't care. I the whole movie not knowing what planet that was. The only clue they I got... They didn't make me care. The only clue I got was that at the end of the movie, he seems... Poe seems surprised that his love interest is alive. So I think oh. that the shitty, like, Nazi Germany planet where they're going door to door and ruining everyone's lives all day, and then they loop and do it again, apparently. Like, they keep doing it on loop because he's like, search the city again. That's just what they keep doing. I think they blew that one up. That maybe, but apparently that one sucked. So, uh, and, 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 and the only the only two characters we met ended up 
surviving. You should know what planet they were in a spaceship movie. together. So it was that chick, and it was the little alien guy. You, sh- you should really know what planet blows up in a movie. Oh, I will so, quick. This is the thing that quick Jay, thing. This thing that J. J. Robins can only do wrong, while the original movie did it right, because they they holding Leia there, and they're like, "We're going to blow up your home planet," and she's sad, and you're like, "Oh, I understand what the scene means." But, like, the other J.J. Abrams movie blew up five planets, and you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> what are those planets? <laughs> and then it happened again here, and it's like, everyone sat a planet blew up, and I'm like, I don't know what it was. Well, when you first saw it happen, you're like, Were wow, there? that's a big deal. That's a whole planet. Yeah. Like, as an audience member, you're like, whoa, that's amazing. That's a whole planet. Yeah. So if you do that again and again, it really loses its potency. Yeah. So what's what's yeah. your one thing? Oh, I just saying I like all the practical effects in all of these movies. Every time they, I don't like. Every time they use real life. Pup- I don't like. Every time they use real life puppetry, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for doing any of that because this- I like that stuff. And the or, wait, one, two, and three didn't have any of that at all. They replaced so, all the puppets with CG, and I it think, broke my fucking heart. I think heart. they went too far. Okay, let me hear your one. So I, I think they went too far, and you might agree with me here. It might have bothered you too, for all I know. Uh, so I think that they're they're used to hearing people say practical effects or else, and so they wanted to make everything practical effects, which I uh, get. A, a good healthy but they mix. They took a CG a character mix. and turned it to a practical effect, I think, and it bothered me the whole movie. The cool, mm. remember the cool lady, the cool little alien with the goggles. That's in the first. She wasn't movies. a practical effect. She she looked fucked up. I don't know what no. was wrong with her. Keith, she was maybe, just, she was bad CG. Maybe uh, was she was cheap. Maybe maybe, right. but she was also boring. She, she was, was so not boring in the first two movies. She was boring. I don't think she was. A, She's so shit in this movie. I don't think she at any point was a practical effect in this movie. And she also knows the plot. Like she read the script. And also she ruins scenes by pre-explaining them. She literally says, oh, now Leia knows the only way to reach Ben is to use up the last of her energy. And that's all she'll have left. And then she'll die. This is the death of Leia. It's about to happen. And then it happens. And you're like, why did you explain that was going to happen? Were you afraid we forgot what happened in the last movie when Luke did it? That we're going to be like, we had to have a pre-explained so we're not like, what's happening? Because she literally tells, she spoils the death of Leia five minutes before the death of Leia happens, just verbatim. She just explains that entire scene. Remember how, like, what the fuck are you doing? Remember how we first met her and we said, wow, she's really cool. Yeah. We hope that she ends up in the other movies. And uh, in the second one, she was in it and she was awesome. She was even better in that one. She for has that, one of the funniest lines That in the movie. one little split second she was like, in wow, it. wow, that guy sounds like he can do anything. Oh, he can. <laughs> well, like, that, got oh, me, that got me mm, to giggle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, he can do anything. Like, that was like a little taste. Like, and I was like, like Ooh. You, just got, you got an idea that she's going to be in the first movie a lot and the last movie a lot. So the middle was just going to have a little taste of her in this one hologram. And you're like, oh, she's great. Oh, I remember she's great. They had no goal for her. This movie doesn't use her at all. She's just there to spoil Leia's death and do nothing else in the movie besides watch her vanish. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? I think you made her. JJ, you made her. Why didn't you have a plan for her? All of the... <laughs> That's not a, uh, not a Rain Johnson character. No. <laughs> JJ made that character and didn't have a plan for them. <laughs> All of these movies that have uh, um, like a huge cast have the problem where when they wrap something up, they have to like include everybody mm-hmm. in this last final thing, even if they have to like shoehorn uh, them in. Endgame did so much better at it. I know you can't understand that uh, you didn't watch uh, any of those movies, but no, Endgame did way I, better and it had a way bigger cast. Fell asleep. It just did better. <laughs> it did have the advantage of killing half of them. And then bringing yeah. them back. 
Whatever. Even even I'll admit that the end game <sighs> final fight scene was pretty cool. Yeah. I woke up for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I woke up for that and then I finished the movie and that was it. Mm-hmm. Don't oh. hate me. But hey, Don't JJ hate. had time to include it two of his like... actor friends in the movie. You know that? Huh? You probably haven't watched a lot of JJ stuff to know this, but there's those there's two actors in this movie that he just uses a lot, so they're just there for no reason. Who? One of them is the guy that plays Pippin. In Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, I was like, why is he here? Yeah, because he's from Lost. No, I, yeah, I knew. Oh, and, yeah, know, I knew that. So that makes and sense. And Greg Grunberg, the chubby guy, he, he's most known for playing uh, Parkman at, in a. Uh, he plays the cop in Heroes. Don't know that. Yeah, in the Heroes series, he plays the cop. I can't watch. I can't like watch. The, he's, I like can't, one, he's like one of the main characters. He's I can't the one watch Heroes because he, Hayden Pants here is in he, it. He's the guy that could read minds and stuff like that. Uh, so in the he's he's in the pilot of Lost. He's the pilot of the sh- of the plane. Mm. He's the literal pli- pilot who dies in the pilot, <laughs> and he's in every J.J. Abrams project pretty much. So he's in here to just be in the background of a bunch of scenes, say one line, and then at the end he's the one of the people. He's one of the people you see die in the fight, in the big space <laughs> battle. You see, I, I saw Did him die. He? I like Greg Grunberg from Heroes, so he's I just recognize him as a weird background actor here and there because uh, he's. He just isn't in stuff that matters. But weird detail, because it's it's weird. It's just something that I remember because it's too specific to me. He's in a movie about giant spiders, <laughs> which is which is a fun starting point. Which one? But the opening scene has "Where Is My Mind" by the Pixies. <laughs> is it Eight Legged Freaks? No. Which one was it's it? It's a more recent one. I love I love movies about giant spiders because I love the idea of giant spiders because I love spiders. Greg Grunberg, see, I recommend I remembered his name. I, I, I never rem- I never I never remember Pippin's name though. No, he, I always remember because has a cute little nose. It's a little it's a little snub nose, really oh, cute. Jesus, he played the voice of the guy in Cloverfield Paradox. Oh no, I'm sorry. Wait, he's the driver in Star Wars, but I haven't seen that Star is Born. Yeah, uh, he's a parent. He's in The Flash. Uh, he's in Star Trek Beyond, though, and stuff like that. He's in J.J. Abrams' things. He was in Heroes. Or, I never watched Heroes or Born. It looked like it was garbage. Uh, yeah, I never watched Heroes. I'm trying to find the Spider he's movie. He's CSI, I guess. Ed Grunberg's in. Big Ass Spider. <laughs> Ooh. It's called Big Ass Spider. Ooh. It opens with the Pixie song, uh... Where is my mind? That's the only reason I remember it. He's uh, the protagonist in a fight giant spiders movie. It was a comedy. It was kind of. I think I remember it being kind of entertaining. But this is a movie it was, it was I okay. like called Fight Club, and it ends with that song. How no many, one's ever heard of it. How many ways did they shit on uh, Ryan Johnson in this movie? One was the mask spitefully reconstructing it. One is they have an entire. They have a conversation about we should do the holdo maneuver. That no, that's a one in a million. That'll never happen again. The light speed scene that oh. she did that's Holdo the purple haired lady that did the, the dash she was so they specifically awesome. spend dialogue she I liked they her spe- a lot they specifically spend dialogue spitefully downplaying that and being like no that's n- no we're not doing that again like like reassuring people no that's not part of the canon don't worry uh Oh yeah, all the part about Ray's parentage being established that like she comes from nothing and that's our part of what made her great. It's like, no, you're actually a Palpatine. You're not even a clone. I thought she, I thought it might be she's a weird clone, and that's why she comes from nothing. But they actually she's literally just from Palpatine. They just lied. The, the, they just you know everything I, in Ryan Johnson's movie is now just not true. I was spitefully removed it all. I was kinda disappointed because I thought uh, that uh the whole thing is like, oh, your parents sold you so you'd be safe. 
But what I kind of mm. would have liked better is if she thought her parents were good Garbage. people. Oh. No, no, she, no. She like had faith that they were good, but in reality, they, they really the just worst. sold her for drug money. Yeah, like uh, like how they implied in the other movie, like uh, the end of the fucking world. Yeah, which which we both read now, and that's and like, I actually watched that, the whole series. Yeah, you watched like, the whole series. I haven't watched season two yet. It, I like it's okay. It's it's okay. But like that. But like they're, they're, her her dad's a piece of shit, <laughs> and, and she had faith that he wasn't to some extent. Uh, but and, uh, I like I kind of like that harsh reality. And here, in one of the more one of the more spiteful scenes in the movie. Ray crash. Ray destroys the tie, uh, Kylo's Tie Fighter and is throwing, literally throwing wood at it to burn it more. And she throws her lightsaber, and Ghost Luke catches it and says, uh, uh, "This is a tool of a Jedi, and it deserves more respect than that." And I was like, "You better fucking wink. This better be like a like I'm kidding around because like you know Luke has a sense of humor, especially in that movie with his fucking leaf and stuff like that. Like he's he's joking, right? Like because it's mirroring what he did." No, yeah, he was they're literally punk. retconning him throwing the punk. lightsaber in the previous movie by yeah. being like, how dare you throw a Jedi lightsaber? It's like, yeah, he literally just, the fuck is wrong? In the last, yeah, he like, he just threw it in the last movie. Tried to throw it in the ocean. Like, <laughs> which was like, there's so many spiteful things in this of, movie. Which was kind of funny because you, was, you weren't expecting that at all. I did like the payoff though of rewarding people for having noticed the X-Wing. Because the X-Wing was in the water in Last Jedi. There's only one shot that shows it. But it does show that he got there on his X-Wing and he specifically put it in the water to trap himself there or whatever. So when it rises up in this movie, it's like, th that was there. They didn't just make that up. That's that, that was there the whole time, which is kind of neat. But uh, I was just so mad that he caught the lightsaber. And it, was, it was fine that he said that. It was fine that he said that line, but he, sh he needed to follow it up with like a... Some kind of like you know like crack a smile wink anything that's like he's like, he's, dis, he's self, dis, dis. Like, just an that's ounce not yeah polite just an ounce of self awareness that he did that literally last movie and that's where we are but no he's like it's like no it's just J J Abrams being a, sh a shit <laughs> just being a shitty boy about like just, just being mad about the last movie and it's like oh uh, this movie and like he had the chance to direct the trilogy he walked away from it. It's his fault the second movie wasn't under his control. He because he, I think he's I think he basically said that it was like it was just too much. Like he didn't want to do more of these. But then he came back after this one. It's like you can't be mad. Other people did stuff with thing that they were given, and it's like nothing. Like the the after Devil's Advocates are like slightly acknowledged what people say is that the criticism around Last Jedi is that they is that they spitefully destroyed everything that was built up in Force Awakens, which. You might be confused by that argument because you just watched them both and probably didn't think that. But that's the that's the rhetoric going around that Force Awakens spitefully destroys everything in la that happened in Force Awakens, like because they were so sure that they were setting up Ray's parentage and things like that, or that Snoke was important. So like the fact that Snoke just dies is like ah, oh, you're disrespecting Force Awakens and stuff like that. But like this one was really actually spitefully doing stuff against last jedi like rose and things like that and the things i just listed it's like it specifically is angry at last jedi to the point where i thought like that's why i said i was wouldn't be surprised if they just blew up cancer white <laughs> because that'd be the next fucking middle finger like this is what the, the that that part of the fan base wants that's so angry at last jedi they would love to have cancer by get blown up in the middle of the movie well it's hard uh, when you do something and then someone else comes around and does it better than you uh, which is what happened in the second movie <laughs> 
Yeah. It's so much better than the JJ Abrams one. So he probably just had, he was probably just salty about it. And so he shot himself in the foot out of spite by making yeah. an incoherent movie that has to spend half its movie with five years of fucking exposition just to spitefully retcon everything from the last movie. It's like, I guess. Oh, <sighs> oh I'm sorry. We were talking about scenes we liked. We got one. Yeah, uh, I, I was, like I like the thruster scene where the thruster, it's it, the backfire of the air it's displacing, knocks everybody back in the hangar bay. I'm like, oh, that's a great scene. And the two Jedi are able to withstand. Well, Kylo can withstand it. Ray is under the thruster, so it's not hitting her. And I'm like, that I, that's an inventive visual. I like that visual. I also really like the, I also liked the entire scene, uh, in the desert with the Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. where kylo charges her i'm confused why he's doing it because i thought he's trying to recruit her but whatever he charges her down she does the cool jump and everything kylo eats shit like crazy that thing rolls like a ball and then explodes yeah and then he just like walks out yeah and but, but, that, but, and then, then, the, but then she thinks then that the, she kills chewbacca which i was like so okay so, so they, they fake so out killing was, C-3PO and they fake out I, yeah. killing chewbacca too they fake out killing I'm, chewbacca. I'm mad i'm mad chewbacca's not dead and it, I, I'm, 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 i know it's mean but like that scene had the chance of being effective. It could have meant something, and instead, it meant nothing. Just don't they do just, it at all. Just don't well, it could have been it. someone else could have been there, or it could have just been something that was important was in there. Yeah, and she fucked whatever. it up. Like the dagger was in there because they got it, and then she fucks it and blows it up. That was a good scream, though. That scream of realizing she killed Chewbacca was like visceral and instant, and you felt it, and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it was such a, a shocked, high pitched, chewy." <laughs> and uh, but like the back and forth pull leading to the surprise lightning and the explosion of the ship is like that was one of the most effective, like emotionally effective scenes in the movie. But then they defang it by being like, "Just kidding, no consequences," and that's like movie watching a movie where all of the most emotional scenes turn out to not mean anything means you'd never want to rewatch that movie i don't know what they have to to do to make that work uh, and that's fine they can figure out some other way just don't fuck you can't because that could have been a good scene right it was a good scene basically until they like well i would have been defanged the reason why it was important they just needed to like anything else could have been there to make it important potentially but like they made it not solo just let don't Uh, like I i was literally just thinking the scene before that wow it's really cool how uh Chewie's still hanging out with him, even though Han Solo was dead. I was like, like a second before, I was thinking about. But he that. just gets captured off screen. It, he just, he's like a nice fit. He kind of reminds you of the original movies, but he's not like on the nose because he doesn't talk because he just does Chewbacca noises. And everyone, so it's like, it's like to remind you that the original movies exist, but he's not like that's forcing like, you to be entrenched in that, in that forever. He that just scene, kind of is like a healthy, kind of friendly like a reminder. Huh? That scene's kind of like a microcosm of the whole thing, right? It's like, just a touch, just a touch of the of old a, movies. There's a kind of a hint of emotion for a moment, but it gets declawed and the context is removed. But also the scene is really confusing whenever anyone explains it. Because Chewie goes to find Ray, and then off camera gets captured, yeah, and, then, and then Finn sees Chewie getting captured, but then off camera loses track of which transport it is because there's actually two transports, and the other one that has was Chewie. That was and stupid. The, a random mystery transport no one cared about is the one they're fighting over. It gets flown up, and it's like that scene's like that scene is just as incoherent as every other part of the movie. Well, they're in the We're desert. Talking about they're it in hurts. the desert with like flat, barren landscape. How do you miss a second transport? There's somehow a second one. And why was it, why was there two? Why was what there was two? that one transporting? Why was there two? Why did they even show up in the first place? And okay, and the other thing is like, 
um, Kylo Ren's they like, just, were they just Kylo randos? Ren says, I had to be there to like see, to have you show me your power or whatever. Like, what the fuck was he doing there? How did he know that she was going to blow up a spaceship? Like, he like tested her so that like, she I had to go over I the had boundary to, I had and to test, blow it up. I had to test you. So he somehow knew it was going to happen. So did I he guess? plan it? Did he try to? Did he try to trigger? How I did he know it was going to happen that way? Does he? Did he even know that he had that? She had that power. She lightning bolted it. Is it because she's related to Palpatine? Is that a whole thing? I don't know. Right. Also, Palpatine's weak. He's in his bad state, and he's able to completely immobilize and overpower both of them, and they're completely at their mercy. But then they're able to defeat them in combat afterwards when he's stronger? I didn't understand that at all. Also, we talked about this earlier, so I gotta force myself to revisit a little bit, but like, the ending of La- of Return of the Jedi is this big thing where Luke fully embraces the, let's say, the Eastern mythology basis of the entire force that's kind of the, at the crux of uh, Star Wars, where he refuses to fight Vader, he throws away his weapon, and he's going to He's he's just taking the bolts from from Sidious, and then Vader looks back and forth, and there's there's a conflict in him, which is what Luke was hoping because they're family and all that, and he sacrifices himself to kill Sidious, at, which was so as far as we thought, and save Luke and sacrifice himself, and then he has his redemption and all that. Cool. In this movie, when Rey is fighting Sidious and he's get, and she's getting lightninged, she's like, actually, I have. A second lightsaber, and then he loses, and it's like, but why? Oh, what does that do? That's that's the surprise reveal where she goes from struggling to winning. Is she has the second lightsaber? Um, I like. Wow, just as emotionally evocative as the ending of all the other movies. I did like how that when she cool. when she was uh. She like gets knocked down. And it's like the end, and she's watching everyone die. How like all the Jedi of the past talk to her in her brain, and you hear all the voices of like the you hear. I think you hear like you hear everybody. You're like Obi Wan. You hear Yoda. They just bring back as many actors. You hear uh, they'll say Ray. Samuel Jackson, whose name I don't remember now. Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Thank you. I, I remember because I played Jedi Power Battles where you could play you, as him. You just kind of hear all the different yeah. voices, and I was like, I'm a little touched by that. Like that got me. I was. Um, I like that Kylo and Ray kiss. <laughs> I like that it was set up. But then I he guess. immediately dies. <laughs> oh Jesus! I knew it was going to happen too. Yeah. I was so sure. I'm like, well, oh, he's going to trade the power back into her, and then he's going to fall over dead. Yeah. He smiled for a second. All those, all those, the kiss Ra- was all hot, those though. Raylo shippers got their wish. Hooray! It was. It was one cute. Sh- one ship worked out. It was I really. Suppose. It was a good kiss. It was a good I, guess. I can see why you'd die, because... The audience cheered. When you're a mass murderer that could have took everyone out, like, it's really hard to redeem a character like that without sacrificing them. Well, the whole point is that he redeems like, himself by yeah. sacrifice. Like, he, the only Vader, way you could redeem yourself is by yeah. being self-sacrificial. Vader and Kylo sacrifice like themselves to, re- to redeem themselves, because if they didn't redeem themselves by sacrificing themselves, it's real awkward if they would, like come join the resistance, and it's like, yo, I killed hundreds of your friends. And Sorry. Like, I don't... Like there's gonna be some. Sorry, like, I, I murdered all the younglings at yeah. one time, but we're friends now, right? Yeah. Sorry about the younglings. That's a. It's actually a thing that's dealt with in a, in Walking Dead that I find interesting is that there's all these warring factions and tribes and groups of people that like are going at each other, and with one group they take out their leader, and they're like, we can't just like slaughter all of them, right? We're supposed to be the good guys, so they try to incorporate them 
into their overall larger society and kind of shuffle up the people to sort of like do the thing where you kind of have like the forced, like the sort of like forced like desegregation where everyone kind of becomes one incoherent blob of people. So they hopefully then all lose track of like what the previous factions were and just become a community and stuff like that. Like the Sneetches. But like there's a bunch of individual like storylines that happen over the course of it where it's like people that won't let old, old old wounds go away and stuff like that. And they're going at, they're targeting each other because of what happened before the, in the war and stuff like that. Like, and it's kind of what would happen in this is like, it's really hard to like, if, if Vader or Kylo didn't die, it'd be really hard to like redeem them. They'd have to like go into at most, they'd have to go in at best. They'd have a future of like going into exile where they like another anonymous face that just goes into like cantinas and shit like that. And like one of those random people you see, cause they can't, knowingly join the resistance and being and people know who they are no one would ever no one ever forgive them so many people would be like excuse me because that's this is the thing that i hate in a lot of fiction that comes up and it's also a lot a lot of reality is that big factions fight and fight and fight and then the people at the top of the group are somehow like their lives are more sacred this is the thing that always bothers me. Like I played, it happens in Mass Effect. It happens a lot in video games, especially. You fight through all these goons, kill dozens or hundreds of people because because video games communicate their stories through violence and murder. Yeah. Then you get to the the smug guy sitting in his chair in his suit and shit, and you like negotiate with him, and maybe you don't kill him, and it's like you killed all of his people, but you're but you're questioning whether to kill this guy because he's the character, and it's like that that part of stories always bothers me, and it would bother me if like somebody like that like he has personality, yeah. so he matters because the other people you didn't have a chance to talk to them, it so they're bo- just nameless yeah. goons. It'd bother me if a character like that like. Just, like, join the resistance and everything's fine now. It's like, no. Super not fine. No. Oh, do you have any other science scenes you liked? <laughs> I think I named all the ones I liked already. Oh, no! Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, wait. we both liked the scene where they pass off the sword. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that I hate, was cool. I hated basically the entire ending, but the one part I liked was Kylo breaking in and fighting what looks like might have been the knights of ren and he doesn't have a weapon and and ray passes him the lightsaber through their connection thing so the, yeah they keep playing like keep, i liked how earlier in, in the movie they, they, they play off that throughout the entire whatever with yeah. them and they're they have visions of each other and they talk um which is when you learn they're like not that much different from each other mm-hmm. but they kind of play with that with like physical objects where he reaches and he grabs her necklace and then it breaks in real life like in in her it's reality, getting stronger, yeah. So because no, they're actually able it doesn't to like even reach just into break. each other's. It, it doesn't even just break. He rips it off of her, and they analyze it to find where she is. Yeah, so it becomes a liability in a new way. He goes like, "Oh, that's where you are." Yeah, he like he knows where she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they play with ha- that. Yeah, because it happened again when she when they broke the uh, the Vader helmet podium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the helmet showed up in his reality, and then he knew where she was. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so she breaks the the podium, and he sees it in his reality he's not on his own ship and when he sees the podium that's in his room he knows that she's in his room which which is is really cool that's a neat mechanic and i like how so they play with that a little bit where they have physical objects going through their visions and so at the end when uh he's fighting and you think he's completely fucked because he's fighting the people without a weapon she and she's supposed to be killing emperor palpatine to like take his to like become the next evil emperor, I suppose. Yeah, he he just by he just, using violence because the whole point of like Jedi's is that they don't 
he makes they the don't weird, use violence he makes a really for... he makes a really dumb mistake of explaining his plan he's like you'll kill she was, me she was like ready to kill him and he's like if you kill me then my you'll soul the will possess me. you and it's like and that's what i want it's like that's what, what, what do you wanted why did you explain just, that because she was ready to do she it do she it. was gonna kill you <laughs> she was ready to do it but they're just like oh no i have to believe this thing he's saying even though he kills him so now even though to... she kills him later and it doesn't matter so it's kind of it's it's highlighting the uh, we have to go with nonviolence that whole that whole we're we're gonna try to go with nonviolence that whole yeah adage. But Kylo's Kylo's action scene was one of the better uh, fight scenes in the in the thing, and also the pass off of the sword was yeah neat, so yeah so he's fucked and then, and then he like she like reaches that the yeah. lightsaber that she's supposed to be killing up her Palpatine with, and then he pulls it out in his scene, which is mm-hmm. somewhere else, and fights with it, which is pretty pretty good. I liked all those scenes where they're talking to each other. Um, it was too it was too forced unfortunately though for me the fact that she had the two lightsabers there was neat but the mechanics behind why she had two lightsabers there was super really awkward because she exiles herself for two seconds on luke's planet where he's like i have a special gift for you i've had this lightsaber secretly behind this rock this whole time because me and leia have been training all this time is it's like it's like another element of trying to one-up ryan johnson because ryan johnson was like leia gets to use the force is one last hurrah of the dead actress isn't this great and they're like well actually these the cg luke and cg leia both used to duel all the time they've done tons of star wars stuff all the time and this was her lightsaber because she has a lightsaber by the way it was behind this one rock and this one building (laughs) then they give her the lightsaber and you need to take this with you because it's part of your destiny for some reason you need it on this mission i guess now you got oh, two yeah. lightsabers ray they, thought, t- they told her to bring well, both like they say for some about, reason they say something about her being the new leia like the, like you have to like you have to f- fulfill know. leia's journey it's, but it's like it's, leia didn't really that wasn't really what she did she yeah, went off and did other com- things they completely changed she did a the, bunch of things on her own she doesn't have to like be fulfilled yeah. by anyone else they replaced jay uh, leia's entire purpose in this movie with a boringer one because she was perfectly like cool, cool in Last Jedi. Person. Yeah. And yeah, as, a, as she was already General Leia. And she happens to be force sensitive. She's got like a couple of tricks she can kind of pick up here. And it's like, and she can wow us with those here and there. But then it's but, just like, no, here's young Leia with young Carrie Fisher face, the one they made for Rogue One. <laughs> that was always off putting then, too. Which is weird. And she's dueling. She's apparently been dueling Luke and Yavin 4 with live lightsabers, which I don't recommend <laughs> using the, the fully lit lightsabers for fun duels. Uh, and this is her lightsaber. We're going to pass it on to you. We're going to mechanically just make you take it with you into the ending, even though you don't have a reason to, because you don't know that for some reason Kylo threw his lightsaber into the ocean because he felt symbolic that day and so he needs he's gonna need a second lightsaber later so we're gonna have you take two lightsabers even though you don't know why because it, it's it's the script script needs it the script needs two lightsabers See, this movie was such a mess that when he didn't have until right now when kylo ren didn't have a lightsaber at the final fight i forgot why he didn't have one he forgot that he just threw it into the ocean yeah because i forgot Which, he, like, like he threw it into the ocean like half an hour earlier i guess for no reason yeah i'm like i guess, well, not, I guess uh, it's symbolic but like you can you can but, be. But you can have a red that. lightsaber. It's okay. I forgot that until it's right okay. this second, right now, Mason when Keith mentioned pur- it. Mason Windu had a purple lightsaber. People just have lightsabers. Ray's, Ray ends the movie with the, with an orange one. It's fine. You, and it was a cool lightsaber. It had, a, it had the cross guard. But the fact that yeah. I don't remember that shows how little emphasis they put on something that was supposed yeah. to be important. Well, no, it, no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to side against you on that one. It was emphasized. It was the Harrison Ford scene. Was, that, was, that was pretty emphasized, yeah, actually. Yeah, no, no, okay. Because he Harrison Ford's like, I love you, I forgive you, I miss you, all that stuff. And then he and then he finally, 
And I remember it, that part. And, yeah. And <laughs> but he, like the, and then the he whole. Th- then he throws the lightsaber into the ocean and he turns back and he's gone. Yeah, but, but... I can't say it wasn't emphasized. But like half an hour passes. But the mechanics of replacing his lightsaber are really awkward because they have to retcon a whole history for Leia. So that now there's two lightsabers well, in, the, in the picture because otherwise there wasn't enough lightsabers in the there was, lightsaber There was economy. a half an hour of random oh. other shit in between those two moments. And also, so I forgot because a whole bunch of other things happened that like, were yeah. super unrelated Several scenes and also happened. confusing. Several scenes happened just to establish the existence of a second lightsaber so that Adam Driver can use it in one scene and then lose it again because <laughs> then they go back to one lightsaber anyway because he gets thrown in a hole <laughs> i'm just gonna watch marriage story and they couldn't just throw him back in the hole and let the symbolism ride fucking cities had to be like ha 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 you will fall just as i did and he throws him down a hole just like he did i'm like we didn't have to say it out loud we get it you're you could use visual storytelling without spelling it out like how like i said in the final fight on the salt planet light is above dark nobody spells that out it's just the floor is red the sky what in the throne room the sky was red and then it burns away and then in the final fight the floor is red and the sky is white and not even just to no one says it out loud not even just to mention on like a completely unrelated Uh. aspect just how gnarly of a visual that was even if it had no symbolic meaning whatsoever how great the salt planet was the uh yeah the the direction of visual was it's super a, it, on point. That that place, just even if it had no so many meaning good at all, visuals. the fact that they had it to where every when all the ships would fly yeah. over the landscape, it would pull plumes it, of red yes. out of the earth. Because and they they use it on several it was levels. So beautiful. First first you have Leia. First you have the call back to Empire Strikes Back, where you have Leia looking down under a blast door into a white planet. Like mm-hmm. the beginning of Empire, then the one that one cool looking general looking dude that never comes up again because he's not actually a character, but he looks cool for that one scene. Walks across the salt and yeah, he's leaving red footprints. And you think it's blood, and then all of that's, the, yeah. that's what you think he's normally. Like, he's like, who the fuck's this guy? Why has he got blood footprints? Then yeah, all those things cruise out lines of red. Well, well the guy, the guy's like, oh no, it's salt. Like he actually mentioned, yeah, oh, yeah it's salt. Yeah, it's okay. So yeah, we understand now it's salt. Yeah, it's not blood. <laughs> and all the, all those speeders are are doing streaks of red towards the thing. It's like. That's fucking rad looking. It looks great. And then all the then all the ATS ATATs all blast Luke, and a giant red cloud comes up. Well, and as a result, the whole area is completely cleared, so that when they fight Kylo, it's just a red glass looking floor, and it's like they've milked the fuck out of that planet well, for visuals. The other like the other purpose of that you could say was because they're on this big flat plane of land it's like to imply speed yeah. and then also movement because mm-hmm. if you're looking down at the scene with no other visual objects for like point of reference yeah. you need to know how distant these objects are from each other and how fast they're going mm-hmm. so it's using like the plumes trails. of smoke is actually a really effective way of conveying this but having it be visually simple enough to be able to follow the fight scene that's happening without mm-hmm. having other visual elements in the fight that you have to use for points of reference that was also the same planet that had the crystal cave because that was just a beautiful planet that they mm-hmm. kept doing cool things with, and it has little foxes. See, so yeah, <laughs> little I, I, I like all the all the critters. I like seeing critters and weird aliens in the background, especially when they're air practical this effects. This movie couldn't be on a planet and for five minutes. No, so it had to just go go. No, we saw never. we didn't even get to fully see critters. No, they land on the desert planet. There's two weird looking critters at the front of the yeah. screen, and they don't even turn around. Remember when and we uh, never see them again? When what were what were those? Remember when Ray was a Wikipedia article about those now, and they don't have a face. <laughs> remember when Ray was hanging out with Luke, and Luke introduced us to like five aliens in like two seconds. 
Uh, but they go through his daily routine and he catches a fish and you see a sea monster and yeah. then you see this weird uh, cow creature with uh, four the, yeah, very human-like the green, the green titties. Milk. It stares at you when you milk it. <laughs> see, I liked that because in two minutes I saw like I understood and then they had little villagers. You saw his whole daily routine. That yeah. villagers on the island and I mm-hmm. understood everything. It had uh, four little villagers to get the cart blown out. It it uh and Ray is just spitefully following it, it him all conveyed, day, and he's spitefully ignoring him. There's some exposition there, and it's just implied, and you don't need to ask any of the questions. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I get it. He just lives there. I understand what his whole life is like, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, effective, and it was fun. We had we had time to establish a character's routine in that movie. Yeah, because, in two minutes, because it had a, a script that wasn't written by lunatics that wanted to write but no put, dialogue, fit four books into a single movie. <laughs> It was very effective. This, this movie just wouldn't chill. It had no chill. It just kept no. going. You just spend five the, minutes on each planet. The, the pacing is terrible. Ugh. Editing is really bad. It was visually confusing. Uh, things, things, things didn't have the meaning that they didn't have like a weight. Nothing had weight as far as meaning yeah. goes. Like nothing felt like it was important. Um, things were retconned a lot. It was just a mess. And they kept mixing. They kept trying to like milk nostalgia, mm-hmm. but then also like put it in with this like pile of like, like this pool of mediocrity around it to where it really downplayed all the moments where I was supposed to feel cathartic mm-hmm. about these things that are supposed to be nostalgic for me. And they put it in this like mud pile of other things I don't care about. And so I had to like seep through this and find the little gems of things that made me feel something. And when I found them, it's like, I had to wade through more mud to get to the next one. It wasn't easy. I was I was interested in seeing how I'm Horse Lady was going to play as a character. She wasn't but even a she character. She didn't have a personality, and I don't know her name, and I don't know who she was. Poe and Finn never make out, so thumbs down <laughs> from me. Uh, That's all I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> You only know these characters for two days, and you already want them to. Fuck. I just want to watch cute boys make out <laughs> uh, in, in a in a uh, big in a triple A movie. They're some of the only characters in the entire trilogy that has chemistry with each other. Oh, another thing that made me angry. I just remembered. I just remember the thing that made me angry. Okay. Mm. Oh no, cute! Mm. What made you angry? They killed Hux. Oh yeah, they killed Hux really flippantly to replace him with boring characters. Yeah. First of all, we were two movies deep. Hux is clearly the leader of the New Order under the whoever's the Sith. Like, it's the Sith people, then Hux. Yeah! Like, Snoke says, this is why I keep this sniveling little shit in, in command, because he comes up with these things, because he's like, because like, he's, he's all like, ah, you're disappointed, you slam your face in the ground, asshole. And then he's like, no, I've got them on, cut on the end of a string, because he's like, he's, he's this little scoundrel that always has something, he's always doing something, even though he seems like a little shit. Remember and like, like, he's conniving, and he's supposed to be a, a, create, a careful and creative and capable character, despite, you know, all the emasculating shit that happens in every movie, and to be <laughs> clear he's also not a ryan johnson character he's a jj abrams character he's doing that fucking nazi speech while they shoot the mega laser that blows up five planets that's hux so who the fuck are these other guys that show up that are now leading the new order and murder hux and don't have personalities or names that i can think of wait but i don't know who they are isn't one of them one of them them's a throwback to the old old days one of them might be someone who served under palpatine yeah no one of them's a throwback i don't know where he came from i don't know he just shows up 
There's a part where he looks at somebody else and talks to him, and it does a shot reverse shot back to him. And I'm like, oh, I thought the first one was him because they look so similar, and I don't know who these characters are. Because Hux is a, has a recognizable face, he's got red hair. We spent two movies with him. This movie kills him immediately, and it's like, goodbye, Hux. Well, I, I mean, want to replace you with these other useless characters that never do anything anyway, so they could have just been Hux, who is a more entertaining character, and we know who he is. Like, well, they had some dumb, like, at the very beginning, they're like, oh, someone here is a spy. But they throw it in for, like, a second. Like, yeah. one, like, literally, like, one second. Yeah. And, and then, then at the end, like, it's I'm like, the spy. I'm the spy. And then, and then, and he's, and and then and he's he... just spying out of spite. He just wants to fuck with Kylo Ren. And little does he know, Kylo Ren's also betraying the New Order. So, like, he, did, he died for nothing. For nothing. He died for nothing. And he died and really he callously, gets, even though he's, the, he's one of the best characters. And, he like, gets caught immediately yeah. after... Doing his only spy thing. And like and like I said earlier... Immediately gets caught, of, gets of, shot, instantly dead. Yeah. One of the, and that's one last. One of the problems this empire has really always had. It has like a lack of recognizable pointless. people and villains. Oh, know? yeah. Well, the, that guy that, that Palpatine brings back is an old villain. Yeah. But I don't he, know him. I recognize him. You recognize him? him? Yeah. Because yeah. you've watched the movie a hundred times? Yeah. But like, for me, as somebody who just watches them a few times each... Throughout the whole Star Wars saga, there's often a struggle with making enough recognizable villains that aren't just the Sith. The Empire is often just like a vague mush of bad guys. And Hux solved the shit out of that. And then they just were like, I don't want Hux anymore. Okay, so it wasn't great, but he was he was memorable. He was one gunshot away from taking over the New Order at the end of Last Jedi. He was going to kill Kylo when he was down. And he was going to take over the New Order. And yeah. then in the next movie, they just delete him. And I'm like... Well, it's just kind of a lack of like they 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 kind of set up this potential they didn't do anything with. No, which was kind of a shame. And he's a JJ character, he, so why is he so resentful and, to this character? And I got kind of excited when he was the spy. Uh, like I got excited for a minute. I was you like, thought, you oh, thought he'd be in the rest of the movie. That might be something important that might come up and be interesting. And nope, they just kill him off immediately. Like, the very next scene that he's in, yep. very next scene, they instantly realize he's a spy and they kill him immediately. They literally only they don't establish do, the concept of a spy to kill Hux. They don't do anything They just want to it. kill Dom Hall, Dom Nall Gleason for some reason. Well, what's funny is that they don't even need... If they didn't want him to be in the movie, just don't put him in the movie. Put him in the background or something. Like, I don't know I why just, you even had to kill him. What's the point? I... I don't know why. They what was did the point that? of a lot of this? I like Hux. What was the? Can, if I took the meat of this movie, he's the only established new, new order, new empire, new new order, new order. He's the only established character in the entire new order. And they're like, we don't need characters. I just need plot. <laughs> so kill the character, leave the plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Keith. Oh my gosh. I if I took the meat of this movie, I feel like I could. It would take like we could spend a long time on this. No, like thirty minutes so it would be like the movie. If, oh, oh, oh! You mean oh, if I, 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 I think you meant out, us digging into the to the movie? If I cut out all the pointless things, I could probably do this. This movie probably would be like forty five minutes. Yeah, because it's it's a weird it's a weird MacGuffin chase, which is if I cut out all the of the, all the nostalgia, which is just there for nostalgia that they, they don't do anything with. Did we have MacGuffins before? Can you define a MacGuffin? The thing where you have like a special thing everyone wants because it does the magic problem solving thing. Like Marvel um, movies have a lot of these. You gotta get the, the, the Infinity Stone and stuff like that. I don't think they had like, any in the other movies. It's just the two J.J. Abrams movies, I think. Because the other J.J. Abrams movie, they gotta get the they gotta get the map for Luke. 
Oh yeah, it's like it's it's J.J. Abrams. It's like he can't the pointless not do map. This. They could have figured out themselves really easily. Ooh. And uh, yeah, in both cases, they need to find a place via MacGuffins, and the play, and MacGuffins point to a thing they probably could have figured out without the MacGuffin. Really, really, really but easily. They, but people like potentially died getting it. Uh, did you like the part where they, there's a, the biggest blockade of deadly ships you've ever seen in the history of Star Wars? A fucking checkerboard grid of Star Destroyers with with uh, planet-killing lasers on them. Uh, all these X-Wings come flying in at them. They're like, oh, shit. And it's like, I, I'd be like, oh, shit, too. And then none of them get shot. They're like, ah, um, oh, get down to the level where you, the, you get down to their altitude. And they can't shoot us without shooting at each other. One, none of them get shot on the way there. And also none of the ships shoot each other. So that entire scene is like all the dialogue doesn't set up any stakes and like the giant fleet of star destroyers doesn't shoot anybody and they just zoom past them and then then you cut away to like Ray or something. <laughs> you know, like the, that's when you kill Matt Parkman. It, it's, it's one of those you got to build stakes situations. Uh, I think I think like a lot of these movies have a hard time um, having these fight scenes on a big scale and having a lot of people die, but having it mean anything because obviously a lot of people <coughs> die that you don't know. Yeah, which is why I think in the older movies or in a, like the most effective way of doing this is having them have banter between each other as they're fighting. So when they start failing, you feel like you kind of already like some of them. Mm-hmm. So like like back in the Not day, Porkins. Yeah, like just, <laughs> so like back in the day, you just, you just have like the people talking to each other. You just have like the face cam, and you have them talking. And they all look different. They're all aliens. Yeah. Like half of them are aliens, half of them are people, and they have like, oh, like we have banter because we know each other. Like remember that one time where that happened? Ha <laughs> ha. Like and and it, we can't even keep continuity. Like, and they like succeed for a minute, so they have this banter, and they're like, woohoo! You know, what, we're celebrating. What happened? And then when they start dying, you actually kind of care a little. What bit. What happened to Finn's friend? I mean, sorry, Poe's friend. Who? So Poe has a squad of people that all fly with him, right? And there's that one really recognizable alien. He's also in the mutiny. Like, he has that one alien guy hold Hodo at gunpoint while he goes off to the bridge to do the plan. And he's also in every single flying piloting scene throughout Last Jedi. And he's just not in this movie. Instead, a weirder orangutan-looking fuzzy man shows up instead. And also a tiny baby Admiral yeah, that. Speaking of spiteful things, I thought that was weird. Yeah, there's a baby Admiral. And he's got Admiral, bigger eyeballs. Like, Fuck off, JJ. <laughs> but like, I'm like, Poe had like a couple recognizable people with him, and they're just not in this movie. I don't remember him dying in Last Jedi. Sometimes just having those weird like, background people consistently around and having them yeah. die is kind of all you really like, need to imply that there are stakes. Like Luke has a whole chat with that one squad member of his right before that ATST scene where they crash and mm-hmm. the, and his co-pilot dies. Mm-hmm. So you recognize that person and you're like, oh no, that guy's dead as opposed to like I kind of like, like, like Greg that Lindbergh guy. who never does anything in this movie and then he dies during that one action scene and you didn't even notice. Mm-mm. And then the chubby guy died. I think there's a lot in this movie I didn't I only recognized notice. him because I knew who he was. Like I said, I fell asleep during it. That's not a good sign for a Star no. Wars movie. It's, your, it's like your favorite franchise. It's not my favorite franchise. It's not? Nope. Not, not even close. It is wouldn't it? even be before. What's your favorite franchise? Hmm. Hmm. I actually like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is pretty good. Uh, How do you feel? Oh, no. What? How do you feel about Hobbit? We might have to talk about that one day. I to- keep, or did you avoid that? I already told you. I don't watch those. I you didn't watch, watch them. Nope. Didn't watch them. That's good. 
They're yep. really bad. I knew they would be. The first one's okay, and then the next two are really, really bad. I, the third dude, one's embarrassing. I'm not joking when I say I, I don't watch reboots or remakes or anything, because mm-hmm. I have no faith. No faith, and I've never been proven wrong. It's always bad, and so I there's, didn't watch the Hobbit no, movies. There's, there's, well, it's the exception that proves the rule. What is it? Fury Road. But you know what, though? I don't have a big connection with the original ones. No, I've never watched any of them. (laughs) See? All I know is it's just a really good movie, and it's technically some kind of revisit from decades later. It's not a reboot, necessarily, because none of the movies necessarily had continuity that much or whatever. I guess what defines a reboot. Also, Hobbit's not a reboot, because it's just the adaptation of the other book. Badly. I like like the cartoon one. There's an old cartoon one. that was. Oh, God, with the singing dwarves. Perhaps. I grew up watching the, I had the Hobbit and I had Lord of the Rings, but I never had a Return of the King. Because Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings animation with all the rotoscoping and stuff was only the first two books. And then there was a Return of the King animation that was done by the Hobbit one, people. Mm. So, I, But I watched the Lord of the Ring one over and over and over again with all this weird, like, they filmed people and drew over them scenes. It was how they did all the action scenes. Like, it's really, it's really archaic and kind of fascinating to look at, but it made the ring race really scary. <laughs> <laughs> They're really creepy in that movie. A lot of anime uses rotoscoping. They're so uncanny. It's, it's notorious. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> feelings about this movie. I oh things I liked. Oh, he go that guy never matters. No, he never matters. Oh, the new <laughs> robot. I like him. He never does anything in the entire film. No. Right? Oh, wait, no, there's a plot reveal. Off camera, he tells Finn that he's, like, Ray's parents' robot or something. <laughs> and that's why Finn's like, oh, my God, th- this was the ship that was going to Sith planet with Ray's parents. That's That was the reveal. That's, so, the, that's the reason. I just think he's adorable, though. And he, he, and, he, yeah. he, and he was, like, a, he was a, he's a rescue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's our first droid rescue. Oh, so he's like, they, I adopted him. Like she reaches out towards him a little, and he and she's like, he's like, no, thank you. And he like, and he and he ro- rolls back. And he's like, this droid was abused, and I'm like, we're getting like abused <laughs> dogs cannoned as part of droids. And That's kind of like, cute. Like That's kind of cute. It's like cute, but also creepy and unfortunate. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like thinking about that, but also it's really I don't like thinking about droid <laughs> abuse. <laughs> I mean, it was on camera in the previous movies, but it's still like the idea that it's like an emotionally abused droid is a little distressing to think about. I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't know that was a possibility that they could have trauma. I didn't need to know that necessarily. But yeah, that's this. They, this movie establishes that See, droids the, have trauma. The problem that I had is uh, that since I fell asleep for ten minutes, any questions I had about the movie, I assume were crammed into that ten minute <laughs> scope. But I guarantee they weren't. I had yeah because that, that that robot you can, you can fill in because I I'm also compromised i used the restroom for two seconds so that ray, ray robot got it yeah scene that there wasn't you just talked about i thought my, i was like was that in the 10 minutes i fell asleep because i couldn't remember why that robot was relevant yeah but do you remember the but scene they don't, where, where finn talks to it and then it cuts away and then he comes running in and it's finn and poe are like i got something to tell you no i got something to tell you yeah that was that was the that was the reveal that's all it, it was you missed it because it was off camera that's why I thought I fell asleep during bad. it because I didn't even notice uh, it. Why can't you let the robot say things? Mm. The uh, so I used the restroom briefly. It was when uh, Ray cruises in on her glider into the ruins. I'm like, this will take a moment. I can run away and I'll just miss some special effects of her going through this this aesthetic. I come back and she's dueling Kylo Ren and he blows up the thing in his hand. I'm like, that was fast. How- 
then the scene's over. I'm like, what did I, what did I miss? I don't even know what scene you're talking about. You know when, she, when he's like, what thing if you want to find the Sith, then if you want to find Palpatine, you'll do it with me. And he blows up the pyramid thing that he, he breaks oh. the pyramid thing. Yeah. What did I like? How did that fight start? I guess because it went fast. Apparently, like it just came and went. Also, by the way, she spends like half this movie lightsaber fighting Kylo Ren, like in a series of dreams. Which, admittedly, cutting back and forth between two locations during one fight looks cool. It does. Yeah. But uh, I was really like there. Like I, I was, that, that I, was, I was kind of bothered right how the, um... it felt kind of pointless. How much of the movie is spent with them lightsaber fighting? But yeah, I, I missed that scene up until that moment. I don't know what I missed, but that's one with uh, Han Solo. Yeah, and he throws that, that, that's the beginning of that one, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, it's the it, that that's the beginning of the giant fight where he where she ends up stabbing him and everything. Yeah, but like, so I saw her him break it, but I don't know how they got there, and I'm, and I'm like, this is important. <laughs> I don't remember. You, don't you didn't remember, miss much. You don't remember. The you missed like he, he so, was literally gone for like did you, a minute did you, and a half. Did you ever see Ray? With a double-sided red lightsaber? No. Hmm. So, so Wait, I a double-sided red lightsaber? Yes. Like, like, like yes. Darth like, Maul. They, so they they showed teaser images of her with a double-sided lightsaber. But in, in particular, both hilts face the same direction. So there's two parallel beams, and then she shakes it, and then, and then it folds out into like a bow staff, like Darth Maul. And so the, she had that, and she had a hood on and everything, and that was supposed to be in the movie somewhere. And what happened is when I was walking back into the theater, they said, don't be afraid of who you are, which is quoting the thing that, Ray, that Leia said to her earlier. And so I thought that, oh, is she fighting Dark Link? <laughs> like, like I thought, oh, I was like, oh, my God, did I, did I miss Rhea fighting Dark Link? Like, I thought Rhea had to fight Dark Rhea or something. And I must have missed that scene because I never saw her with a, with a double sided red lightsaber. There's only one tiny particle. So it might have been really disingenuous uh, trailering. Uh when she has that vision, that rapid, uh, at the beginning of the movie, she has a vision that has like a bunch of rapid fire images. For just a second, it shows her with the two red lights, the double sided red, red lightsaber for like a half second. And if that's the only time it shows up in the entire movie, that's fucked up. They put it in the trailer, but they also put red eyes C three P on the trailer. So trailers are just bullshit in general. Um, yeah. that's really sad. It's really sad that I don't remember. Something like that. I remember that that scene. I can't tell you right now how it even started. I don't remember how they got there. It happened in like a minute. Yep. That's really depressing. It, I, you know, I've the, never fallen asleep during a Star Wars movie like in theaters not ever. Not even the bad ones. Even the ones I've seen, like oh, honestly, over thrilling. ten. Like they're eight, supposed to be thrilling, but when they're exhausting, eight, nine, they can't be thrilling. In theaters, like I never fall asleep during any of them. Like if you guys have sat through this now and watched the movie. Uh, if you I watch, don't care. if you watch, so if you guys watch Suicide Squad, I care so little. That opening thirty minutes of Suicide Squad that's just so going too little. fast and your head hurts. That's the entire movie. There's only like two scenes where the movie slows down and breathes for a bit, and one of them is the the desert scene, and one of them is the ending, I guess. But almost everything else is just it's just going so fast, and they have so much, and they've plugged it with. 50 new characters for some reason that don't do anything so why are they there and ah all i know ah, it's because they had to give them a case of the not gays so they had to introduce more characters yeah 
They were never gay, Keith. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. Just let Poe and Finn kiss in a, ni- in a nice cutaway scene please. that you can edit out of the Chinese version because you're cowards. Please, please. Yeah, you coward. Cowardice That's definitely bitches. what they did when they let that other lady kiss somebody for half a also, second. It was literally away. half a second. It was yeah. not even whatever. They're just... Disney. Wait. You're breaking my heart. Oh, Dio. He, he, oh, he voiced Dio. Oh, no. Is that who that was? Yeah. That was the little robot that you like. No! No! It's ruined! It's ruined because he's voiced by J.J. Abrams. Now I hate him. J.J. Abrams <laughs> voices the little robot that Keith likes. No! Whose name is Dio, by the way, which I kind of got a kick out of because yeah. I like Dio. Oh, no. That is, he's voiced by J.J. Abrams. No, 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 no. What? Metaphor. Bad. Bad J.J. Abrams. <sighs> Dio was abused, but it's okay because you're with us now. No. Like the fan base that's mad at that's fucking stupid. Last Jedi. No, Keith. That's like, reading no, too far into it's that. It's back in J.J. Abrams' hands no. now. The no. character's even played by J.J. No. Abrams. No, no. They, he means that. No. He means that. That's on purpose. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. No, that's, that's, I'm, that's, nope. There's too many other spiteful signs in this movie that's for it to not be that. Stupid. Cause, every, cause he's, he's feeding into the fucking fan backlash with the last Jedi. So he literally has a character who doesn't do it, who otherwise doesn't matter in the movie. It, that is his self insert character that's uh, that's all that symbolizes the idea of being abused but being in good hands now because Star Wars was out of J.J. Abrams' hands for one movie and now is back in his hands. So you're safe now. Star Wars is safe. <laughs> oh no! I think it's I don't even think voiced that. by him. <laughs> and that that's a cute, it's cute, it's oh, a cute thought. No, no people but... do this on purpose, that kind of thing. That's that's a little uh, excessive. You're right. I'm giving him too much too much credit. Yeah, I think it's too much credit. Only Ryan Johnson knows how to do themes. <laughs> <laughs> JJ is not JJ doesn't do themes. Uh, well, that'd well, be well, really well, petty, well, though. Well, well, I kind of hope that is true because that'd be really petty. You know, like, that'd be funny. By the way, this is I can't blame this on JJ. But uh, speaking of themes. Remember how you remember how famously Game of Thrones completely fell apart? You mm-hmm. can't you can't avoid hearing about that because what everyone says about the creator. One of the creators said that themes are for eighth grade book reports in an interview. <laughs> it's um, like, oh no! <laughs> they let him handle like the biggest franchise. <laughs> I think he's making some sort of smart ass uh, joke. I don't know about that. It's a really shitty line to say. Themes that kind of happen re- whether you mean them to really or not. Important. Themes happen. Anything that you make that has any kind of opinion has a theme in it. But if you're not thinking about the themes, then you can get some really bad... (gasps) I just realized what's the bottom of our page right now. See all those credits? They were in this movie. Who? The Knights of Ren. (laughs) Oh. I just got to the part where there's six cast members that are credited as being the Knights of Ren. Then yeah, I guess so. I think the people he that Adam Driver fought at the end of the movie were the Knights of Ren. The best I had to go on, because by the way, all those action scenes by the end are ruined by being dark as fuck. So you can barely yeah. see what's happening in them. But I That's vaguely true. kind of cut the glimpse of like a like 
a horizontal grill. Like they're wearing a black mask, but they have like silver looking like horizontal lines that are all parallel with each other, which vaguely look like the aesthetic of Kylo's helm. Yeah. Like he has those, those sort of silver highlights everywhere. I thought that was the point so at I'm first. Like, so I'm like, are all of those the Knights of Ren that were name dropped once in Force Awakens then never came up again? Because if that's the case, that's a way more... Dis- First of all, how are the Knights of Ren there? Aren't the Knights of Ren loyal to Kylo Ren? So you would think that, like... What, how are they already all at Sidious's place? And how do they know to go there? And they're all loyal to Sidious over him. And, like, how do the Knights of Ren work? Because they all... They all specifically betrayed Luke for Kylo. Because they were loyal to him. But now they're all fighting for Sidious. They're killing Kylo, so Kylo has to fight them. And, like, I don't know. They're never characters, so we don't ever know what they were. Like, setting them up was stupid. But it at least would have been more satisfying if the Knights of Ren were just the Red Dudes in Last Jedi. Because they get a really cool scene. <laughs> and it's a, that's just a nice... That's just a way better scene than the one where Adam Driver just repeatedly stabs them in the back. He keeps jumping behind them and backstabbing them in the same way, which is kind of un- unfortunate compared to that is, Ryan yeah. Johnson's way better action scene where cool shit happens the whole time. I don't know. If, if... Uh, the Knights of Ren are there, though. J.J. Abrams remembered to put them in for a second. Only create uh... as many references and plot points that you can handle okay mm. don't be name dropping and adding all this dumb shit for not to do anything with it that's what J. that's J. one of my biggest pet peeves with jj abrams co- no just in general the convoluted this convoluted well, that's, that's his thing so he gave a ted, i know he gave i like a TED talk about the mystery box i know yeah yeah where he discusses that. his magical mystery box where the questions are I more wish, important than the answers. Oh, and you just no. want to devise the mystery of what's in it. Where's the magical answer box? And it's like, what a mad, what a special coincidence that the guy talks about his mystery box and Never also finishes it. He's also coincidentally thing. the guy that just starts fires and runs away and lets other people deal with it. Because he started and ran away from like I think Fringe and Lost and Star Wars originally. Where's and the every, plot resolution box? Makes. Yeah. It's like it's like, wow, it's great that you have a philosophy about causing problems for other people. Thanks for this writing style, asshole. Uh... Irresponsible. You'll notice that we're basically not talking about Finn and Poe, which is a problem because it's supposed to be like a trio of protagonist characters. And what do they do in this movie? Nothing. There's nothing we're talking about with them, to be honest. But what do they do in Last Jedi? What? That's what I mean. Like they had like these fantastic arcs, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, sorry, there, I got the names. I get, I'm no, getting the names of the movies confused. So oh I right, know which one you're referring <laughs> oh, you to. Oh, you can't tell what movie I'm talking. Because you watched all movies, all three movies in like 48 hours. Well, yeah. So you don't know which one's which, but like, the good, has, I said, is that the good one? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, they did a whole bunch of stuff in that like, one. Because like Poe has the starting thing with the like like the like recklessly risking everything to for glory, and then the whole through line of like withholding information because he's the protagonist and he's gonna do the big plan and they just don't understand and they'll stop him if they find out. So he's gonna take charge of all this information and like all this like that whole through line and then like like and Finn has this whole thing and like they're really well done storylines and you also rather importantly can remember what they were. Uh and this one is like No, I loved I loved the little It's like what they do throughout the movie? No, I mean they At one point they both just vanished back to the forest again. You're like, oh they they went back, I guess. 
and they become they become bro generals where they're co-generaling the entire res- resistance because they're next in line awesome. apparently. But like that barely matters, and especially Finn. Like I don't think ever gives a command, <laughs> but it's like uh, part of the problem is that like because neither of us can t- say what was happening at the end. So that's kind of a problem because that's what both those characters were doing and also the entire supporting cast was doing. And we're like, I don't know. I guess they're fighting the big ships. Yeah, but I don't know what the purpose know. of any of their actions was. Yeah, it's it's similar to like the problem that was kind of faced in a in you haven't seen it, but the first Avengers movie, a swarm of bug aliens just kind of attacks like New York or whatever. And like there's just a bunch of random disconnected fights against all the different random faceless bugs. And that's like the climax of the movie. And the main thing is that up in Avengers Tower, Loki is there with the scepter that's causing all this. And like and like that, that's the part that matters. But everything else is just random fighting against random bugs. And that's what this one was, is like, that guy's fighting a TIE fighter. That guy's fighting this guy. Those people just landed horses on the deck of that ship because they want to take out the ship, which I I think is the important ship. But I'm not sure. And then at some point, Palpatine is like lightning all of them. <laughs> And also they're like, oh no, we're all doomed, we're all gonna die, which is what we always say at the end of every movie. But no, actually, a fuck ton of ships are here. Too many ships are here. An yeah. ungodly number of ships are here. I guess, um, and then Palpatine's like, Lando Calrissian yeah. called them all. Which, fuck, that's crazy that Lando's got that pull, because they sure, the Resistance didn't have that pull in the last movie, but Lando's yeah. just got Yeah, where were back. they the whole Lando's time? Lando's the most powerful man in the universe. We could have called everyone a lot earlier. Lando is Commander Shepard from Mass Effect 3 and united the entire galaxy against yeah. the Empire off camera. <laughs> but then it didn't matter, because the Empire, because then in Palpatine, the moment those guys show up, <laughs> it's just like... And so they're all being shocked, like, oh no, we're being shocked, we're dying. And I'm like, oh wow, they're gonna kill Poe because he's falling to his death. But then he just stops shocking them a minute later and they all just recover. And there was no consequences for that part. I don't think a single person died from him electrocuting the entire fleet. It just didn't matter. Yeah, they, they don't show any deaths. Like, like, nobody important dies, although it seems like the electricity literally affected every person in the entire sky. Like, I, I guess. But, and, but nobody was shown to die. So. I guess resistance fighters are really well insulated. Well, no, it's just showing like like the ships. It's like when a lightning bolt's supposed to hit your car and it just goes into the ground and doesn't kill you inside of it. I guess because Poe was fine, and also BB-8 was fine, even though he's a droid, so he might explode. I don't know. There was no stakes, and nothing felt like it mattered. No, nothing mattered. And like, because the whole point is like, if if Palpatine exists still, no matter what anyone ever does, he's he's so overpowered that if he isn't dead then evil will always reign regardless of mm-hmm. if everyone in the sky above them dies. They could start all over again. Palpatine would just keep ruling because the whole point is that he'll exist forever and that nothing ever matters as if he's still alive. And, you, and I think you'll agree. So, so the whole mean. bringing in the cool fleet was not really kind of unimpressive because they immediately pointed much. out how it wasn't going to change anything. Even if they killed everyone in the sky, yeah. Palpatine would still rule the whole universe. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, because he had a giant fleet of galaxies. He'll keep living and he'll keep cloning things. people and keep being evil and so he, manipulating people. I, I think, and all you, that I think you'll that. agree because we both think that like the prompt, like the best storytelling is character driven. Developed characters yeah. to show us their what they are, and then you can you can do anything if you're just developing characters well. The movie could be about practically anything, but the problem that Star Wars universe has right now is. It's doing the other. It's doing the Dragon Ball Z thing, escalation, 
everything has to escalate, escalate, escalate over and over again. And what I loved about Last Jedi is it does not escalate. Things are not getting more powerful and more com- at most there's the big V-shaped ship that looks neat, mm-hmm. but like there is another even more bigger or super weapon this time. But like cuz like this is the fourth time. Now we have two trilogies where the first and last part of both trilogies ends with an even bigger death machine than the last one. First we have the Death Star, then we have the Mega Ultra Deluxe Death Star that's so big they can't even finish building it. Then you have the Super Ultra Mega Deluxe Planet Death Star that's an entire planet that devours a sun to blow up multiple planets at the same time. Now you have an entire fleet of Star Destroyers that all have Death Star lasers on them and there's so many of them you can't even count them. It's literally like a swarm that will end and all of creation and it's like you can't you can't just keep going like i know that we want to hype up palpatine as being the biggest baddie ass guy ever but like the moment where there's an entire fleet that will take out the entire universe and palpatine can single-handedly electrocute any fleet with his bare hands and just kind of do anything it's like this is only gonna get more cartoonish and cartoonish and excessive, and also like the fact like, oh, you the villain from the last movie, he's got two spares in his tank, like that kind of shit. Like the escalation of power is so cartoonish, it's gonna end up like the extended universe of Star Wars, which was bad. I know people got mad when it was dis- when it was became not canon. It was really bad. Do you know that Luke had a clone, and it was named Luke with two U's, and that clone had a clone which was spelled Luke with three U's. This was canon back before Disney got rid of all the extended universe because it was bad. This was the kind of shit that was happening. Chewbacca got killed by a moon. Who developed this canon? Who was writing this? this? So back in the day, all those books that were being written about it were all considered canon. Yeah, but but who was was writing them? Hundreds of different writers. Is it, is it like it's considered canon in the same way that like people who do comic books consider it canon because you can basically take whatever you want and make your own canon? Is it like your own canon? No, it was considered to be officially licensed canon. It was like real Ooh. books. George Lucas, you fuck up. Yeah, no, he did more shit that you didn't even know about about fucking. You know, he but there's no there was an official canon book where uh, Chewbacca is killed by a moon. They drop a moon on him to kill him. George which is L- kind of badass, but also George Lucas, stupid. you fuck up. <laughs> it's so you stupid. You fuck up, George Lucas. And so what Disney did... Get your shit together. Disney, Care enough about your cause, IPs cause Disney wants money. to protect them from bullshit. Because Disney wants money. What no they did is they you. said that entire extended universe is no longer canon. Now it's called Star Wars Legends. They're all just legends. They're not canon anymore. So they could wipe the slate clean and just publish their own books, which is now what's happening. They're just refilling that void with their own new canon of <laughs> noise and mess. To the point where like, there's a, a well-liked trilogy called the Thrawn Trilogy from back then. And as I, I think I've heard they're making a new Thrawn Trilogy in the new canon. <laughs> and it's really frustrating because it's just, I'm like, I can't. I can't take this. Keith, why'd you do this to me? I can't what, tell you that this existed? Any of this. <laughs> I could just go Because you have to know. Why? You have to know. I could just go on living my I life. To, I need to share this pain with somebody else that cares That's about movies in this is. house. Yeah. That's that what That was the it scheme is. all along. It's terrible. Is that somebody else? I can person. talk to somebody else about this, about anything here. No, I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm the, just heartbroken. I'm of the opinion. I'm just dead inside. I'm of the opinion that nothing's canon. As far as like, if it's not in a movie... That's just not canon. Period. Well, that's kind of the problem I have with comic yeah. books. Like it's is like that they allow me, so many individual people to take yeah. on like, like 
the same IP. For me, at most, it can be an inter- like, like it can that. be like its own internally cons- consistent side canon that's its own universe that like is more of that feeling of the thing you like potentially, like, um, but it can't be canon. It just never is. You could have Scooby Doo, and you can have a pup named Scooby Doo, and that's okay. <laughs> it's, but yeah, the only reason don't I pu- start like. The only reason there's too many Scooby Doo's now. Yes, there is. They only call it canon because there's out there are certain nerds that will only buy it if they feel like it counts. It's not enough just to buy more Star Wars branded stuff that's fun. They have to be told that that Star Wars stuff is also the real universe and matters, and that's that's so it increases the sales if you call it canon. But in reality, if any of the stuff written in any of those books becomes even slightly inconvenient to the script of the next movie, they will gladly throw it aside and make the movie massively contradict that book, and that's correct to do. The filmmakers are not wrong for dis- for not respecting the canon of some random side book somebody wrote that's not even one of the real movies. And anyone who gets on that stuff is like just it's, it's they're silly. They're making them they're doing they're watching things wrong. They're they're, they're, they're doing the Star Warsing wrong. Like I like Jedi Power Battles and a bunch of other video games and Kotor but like if the movies contradict those things I'm not like, "Oh no, how could you do that?" cuz it's like, "No, that's a weird that's all merchandise." Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you want you contradicted my art book I bought twenty years ago about Phantom Menace. It's like, so <laughs> they shouldn't be beholden to that. They should be beholden to what makes a good story. What period. helps with that is if you have a creator that maybe like maintains their own their own ideas, and maybe have one consistent writer or group of writers who like keeps the integrity of what mm-hmm. you're making intact. And maybe if you allow spinoffs, you state that it's a spinoff, but you can be there as a shepherd for your own creations to make sure this shit doesn't happen to them. So, do you see? Have you seen Dark Knight? Uh, the, the Joker movie. Yeah. The previous Joker yeah. movie with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. So, one of my all-time favorite theater-going experiences, just funny moment that happened, is it was a packed theater, no remaining seats. There was a woman sitting next to me with a giant bucket of popcorn. And then that scene with the explosion happened where an important character dies. That bucket, she got so startled, that bucket of popcorn flew five rows down, hit somebody in the back of the head. And they looked up like I maybe at me. I couldn't tell because it was dark. And I was just like, look away. Just don't don't make eye contact like that kind of but like, you know, people react to stuff. Part of the fun of seeing a movie with people is that like the crowd reacts to things. They laugh at stuff in funny scenes. So I saw Last Jedi in a crowded theater. People kept laughing throughout the movie, and there were several scenes where people gasped, and like there was reactions to things. And that that one movie, and especially like as a real power play on Ryan Johnson's part, there's that one scene that cuts to no sound for the most evocative image of the entire movie. It cuts to no sound, mm-hmm. and the the effect of that is you can hear the entire theater react to that, <laughs> and they do. The only reaction I heard this entire movie was that one guy snoring. It, oh, could, it and, could have been me. And the toxic fan I was sitting next to. The guy kept fucking with his, his like, uh, he kept trying to rebuckle his, like, weird Tupperware for his hot dog. He kept trying to close it and making tons of noise. I think you probably heard that, too. And at one point, Rose goes on the screen. He's like, oh, it's that bitch that, it's that, he said it's that Asian bitch that fucked, a, that fucked everything up for everyone last movie. And I'm like, oh, I, I have, I, 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 I've. Poor seating in this film. <laughs> I don't want to be by this guy. And it's she like, she didn't do anything wrong no. in the last movie. 
It's because the toxic fans are mad at her for stopping Finn from sacrificing himself. Yeah, but even no, though but, the whole point was but, the sacrificing himself wasn't actually going to save the day anyway, because yeah. that's the theme of the movie. But people don't watch movies, right? So they don't notice these things. Yeah, but now Finn's alive and he can uh, be an active character who well, is ignored in this last movie. But like all uh, that happened the most was at the very, very end of the movie. There was like a tepid like Luke came to save like, the day anyway. There was like so. a polite applause for a minute at the end of the movie, kind of. Yeah. But aside from that, <clears throat> no reaction. There was no cheering, no laughing around me. I, I felt awkward because there was two times I actually laughed at something and like I heard nothing around me. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it was dead silent. This this the, it was the most soulless Star Wars screening I've ever seen. And like that's just my surroundings. That's not my bias. That's the world around me not responding to the movie. And uh, we had more laughs and knives out. The other Ryan Johnson oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, that movie was hella uh, funny. I like knives out a lot. Uh, we we need to we need we need positivity, and we're not going to get it from the movie. So recommend some stuff. Some just, just recommend things you've liked that are better than this movie lately. Uh, Snowpiercer, <laughs> which is an old movie, but I just saw it recently. <laughs> I really, really, really liked it. It was super good. <clears throat> watch watch knives out. Watch flea uh, flea bag. I almost said flea piercer. Watch Flea Piercer. Watch Tuka and Birdie, you fucks. You got to cancel because you didn't watch it. So watch it now and feel feel bad that you got to cancel by not watching it. It's really good. We'll, ta- we'll talk you, about that. Do you think that's why I got, is that why it got canceled? I assume it just didn't get watched enough. I don't know if that's... A, Netflix, I think, is just petty or they just... I don't know. I think they have their own well, weird My understanding is that reasons. those people joined the Netflix union. So they're part of the Netflix's workforce now. So I don't think that they canceled it for the unionization. But sometimes... Because they're like official now or a lo- something. A lot of companies will do this asshole thing where they cancel something to use those people for something else. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Tukin like Birdie is really them. good, though. Yeah, Tukin Birdie is really and good. Ha- don't worry. It has, it has a good ending. It, it works as a miniseries. So it's not the worst thing ever that it doesn't have another season, but I want more seasons. Yeah, no, I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, I watched that one a long while ago, oh. and I was happy to see that Keith was gonna, was watching it too. But um, and you watched uh, Parasite and Lighthouse. Yeah, it was a little bit ago. What else yeah. did I watch? Oh, no, I I just go back and watch old like movies. The stuff I'm watching is like not new because I, I, the last one I watched that I really got yeah. attached to was Young Adult. That's an old uh, older movie by. Uh, Diablo Cody, who did you know? Read the end of the fucking world that and, and then maybe watch it. Really, really good. <laughs> this is a good thing. Um, the show's okay, this but but I don't mutual con- recommendation from both of us. Yeah, I keep they're they're separate things to me in my brain. Oh yeah, uh, not really. Well, you related. can't reconcile the fact that this is clearly like an American white trash novel, and the show is that English. was that was my immediate <laughs> the show that was my English. immediate That's um, rough. take on it was that this is. Uh, it's it's made about neglected american maybe, trailer trash maybe they're like the correct maybe they are trailer trash in england but we don't recognize the accents or whatnot as being appropriate for that or something um maybe maybe english viewers are like yeah this makes sense well no yeah kind of because you see where her da- like her dad her dad is yeah because the settings are all are all correct but yeah but there's, we, there's but something we, but we're special not, we're not discerning enough and hearing those voices to like be able to tell like regions I really like watching uh, anime or reading manga where they have a character who is like 
a country bumpkin, but like yeah. their accent doesn't translate because it's a different accent. Yeah, so you have no idea what it is. So they have to like write it in a way that sounds like our version of a country bumpkin. So they, yeah. get, they make them say y'all and stuff, which mm-hmm. is funny. Um, I think it's interesting how that works. But the, a version of that not translating for me was like the very first episode of the Doctor Who reboot, which is now is like ten seasons ago. Uh, doc, the ninth Doctor shows up, and he 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 tells Rose that he is an alien. And he's like, if you're, and she's like, if you're an alien, why do you sound like you're from the north? And he's like, all planets have a north. <laughs> and it's like, it's a funny joke, but I don't know what a northern accent sounds like. Because <laughs> they're all English. And I'm like, I don't know what a northern Englishman sounds like. I guess he sounds no. north. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it makes sense. Every place would have their own, like, their yeah. own sets of dialects, it's, you know? Yeah, it's a funny joke, but like, I don't. No. I don't. Yeah, I don't know he, that he sounds like he's from the north. I just have to be told that. <laughs> It's like one of the things, one of the things you'll probably never really understand, but it's yeah, a lot of things in the world like that. I hope you guys enjoyed our longest episode so oh far, my God. three hours basically. I didn't mean to necessarily, but we did this. Uh, I hope you guys. En- I uh, thank you for coming with us on our therapy session because this was yeah. this was cathartic. I'm sorry, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I I was very uh, negative. I swear, when, angry I, when I introduced lot. you to this trilogy, I didn't know the third Keith- one was going to re- be this bad. You've bullied me. I just really wanted somebody else to see Last Jedi. Keith bullied me. Keith (laughs) was a bully and he's mean. I really like Last Jedi. I could have lived my peaceful life having Uh, never cared. I think I'm just going to buy the Blu-ray for Last Jedi and it's just going to survive. this movie wouldn't have hurt me. As a standalone film without a trilogy around it. I'm just going to remember it that way. I can't. I can't. I'm never. Uh, I'm I'm literally. I'm never going to watch these three movies. Any single one of them ever again. No. But Last Jedi is good. It was good. You know what I'm it also really never going to watch again? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, we're going all the way Fucking back George the Lucas. I swear, wherever you are. I'm like, this could be so many things. I find you. No, I'm not. You didn't like your but helpful lesson. I am lesson so mad at you. Safety. Huh? You didn't like your helpful lesson in refrigerator oh. safety? And his kill total of one question mark? I, th- I think it <laughs> Maybe was... Maybe he killed one guy, I'm not I sure. I think it was New Vegas, where when you're walking around, you can find the, the fridge, but it has there's, a there's skeleton a in it. There's a few Because the whole joke is that you would never fucking live through that mm-hmm. atomic blast. And New Vegas is a nuke game. Yes, it is. The da- and it's supposed to be it's bad. It's my favorite thing. Speaking of fucked up franchises. I love it. Except, uh, no, we're not, no, we're not going to talk about more things that break my heart. Because... Every franchise you love will grow to be re- be horrible. Hope you should, ever, you should hope that everything you ever love ends <laughs> so that it can't fuck up. Okay, I got to go kill my dog then. No more sequels. Stop making sequels, everybody. Just make standalone films forever. Sequels are bad. They only poison everything. It's, it's stop it. Can I think of one that if you want to ever... make sequels, make a fucking show. You know, okay, Keith, I, <laughs> Keith, I thought of one that I like a sequel or a uh, reboot. No, a reboot. It's the, it's one of the only ones that's ever happened for me. I've been told I might like dark crystal when I watch it, which I'm still afraid to do. I'm also not watching that because I'm also scared because of <laughs> we'll this have to watch it together. <laughs> problem that I have. We'll have to watch it together and hold hands and fear <laughs> and, <cry. laughs> and, and eat way too much shit. To compensate for that experience. Mine is uh, Evil Dead. I liked... Ash vs. Evil Dead? No. The movie. 
Oh, they I don't re- watch right. TV they like shows. right. They like remade Evil Dead. It was good. I it forgot was, about that. But but the only the reason it was good is because it was completely different tone. It was actually a horror movie. It was yeah, no comedy you aspect. You change the shit out of stuff if you remake it. Otherwise, like, watch the original. Like I said, I was like talking about this on our Death Stranding playthrough about remakes of songs, where the only way to remake a song is to do it in a completely different style because you can't mm-hmm. emulate what the original song was for people. So you yep. shouldn't even try. You do That's why different. Pixies cover albums are great because none of them sound like the Pixies song for the entire That's the album. only way to do it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, equipment re- at Hollywood... Please, I'm a sad, I'm sad, sad girl with only the only thing I like is movies. It's the only things I love. Quit remaking all my shit and <laughs> breaking my heart. Make me cry. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> this is Peter. Please again. stop. Please stop. The please end. stop. Please, please, please stop. Uh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Never make another Star Wars movie, but they will. So at least, but I don't. Uh, since, yeah. since they're definitely making more Star Wars movies, I'm just like, can can Ryan Johnson to get that? Because once upon a time, this is like in I'm flux. Not watch him. It's really I'm unclear done. whether it's happening or not at this point because of the backlash. But once upon a time, it was said that Ryan Johnson was getting a trilogy of his own films, and it's like that could have been really good. I still don't know if it's happening because it keeps I keep it keeps sounding like it's canceled or not canceled or what. But also, I don't want that to happen because I want Ryan Johnson just to make in a bunch of movies. <laughs> I want Knives Out and stuff like that. I, want, I just want new things, which is what Ryan Johnson makes because he made Brick and Looper, much like much like uh, Quentin Tarantino. You'll notice a lack of twos. <laughs> yeah, he just makes new things. Well, it's the same with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, Quentin Tarantino, and Ryan Johnson just make new things, and that should be. That's better. That's better theaters. That's better cinema. That's better everything for the movie industry. It's the right thing to do. Uh, And Kill Bill doesn't count. That was one movie. It was just too long. The only time is okay is if you have a set idea and you it's already planned and it's in two parts. Like yeah, uh, like Back to the Future is kind of like that for me because they they kind of well the sorry. The third, the there's a third one, but even the third one's passable because back then people knew how to make movies, but, <laughs> but the first two are like, they they go hand in hand. So it's like, I don't know. But just, also just fuck sequels. Stop. <laughs> please stop forever. Please stop. Please mm. stop. Please, 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 please. All I know is that Keith, I think I'm done with Star Wars forever. It's probably for the best. Like I, if they make more, I think I'm done. That's yeah. so sad. It's, this is like the saddest thing. Is it? It's all over for me. I mean, it's basically for the best to stop not, watching everything made by Disney. I can't do this again. There's not a lot of. Upsides. I'm not. No. I didn't go see Frozen. Hope you two. guys enjoyed the final. Sorry. Disney, hope you guys enjoyed the final Disney movie in this entire series. We're gonna never talk about a Disney movie ever again. Mm, Maybe. Pro- probably unless, not. Unless they make Toy Story five. <laughs> Which they will. <laughs> Oh no, and they're going to ruin it. <laughs> they're going to ruin it all. Well, I'm not doing that again either. <laughs> a Toy Story movie? No, I think I'm done. I think, you know what? I felt done with three, and then four felt new done. <laughs> I just, you know what? Uh, Gee, I think I just realized, I think I might actually just be done with Disney now. Yeah, no, they don't. Like, Marvel's not really worth it, and Star Wars doesn't seem worth it. I have no attachment now, to Marvel. I have there no... are now five new Star Wars movies, of which... Three are bad, one's passable, and one is good. 
the ratio is not worth that's not great that's worse so, than the original original ratio of, of one to two of one to one where every 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 current timeline was good and every prequel is bad basically they were even back then and now it's like way worse than that i don't is care it, about marvel uh, star wars just broke my fucking heart I, all the all they're doing is remakes of their old movies. Yeah, the remakes so are just embarrassing. Watch, I'm not going to watch, any... watch Mulan with no songs. The fuck? It looks it looks heartless. If you're not going to do, I'll make a man out of you. Then why am I even showing up? And I like how in the trailer they play they play the the music, they, like they play like the the score of that in the background, and then yeah. he says, "I'm going to make a man out of you," but they don't mm-hmm. sing it because they're Go, cowards. Because China's like musicals. China, <clears throat> Because no one cares about making art anymore. Also, on the note of being fucking sick of remakes, this fucking thing where they take the original theme, but they play it in a very slow and deliberate and somber way because it's reverent to do it that way. Even though the movies themselves weren't reverent the first time around, they're like fun movies. But now we've got to be like up our own ass about how important these movies are. Fucking Top Gun trailer played. And it was like... Dun, not watching that. Dun, dun, I'm not watching that. Dun, 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 dun. Like it's playing the song at like one fourth speed and somber, like on a piano and shit. I'm like, fuck you. They did the same thing with the Ghostbusters remake. They played the Ghostbusters song, but like like slow and dramatic because it's so like intense now. Because like you've spent the last few decades idolizing this thing, so now we've got to like have a reverent cover of the of the theme and it's like i don't want to watch a bunch of i don't want to watch a bunch of like self-important boring movies all i know <laughs> that's not what the originals were i have my handful of directors that are doing nice things and when they make new movies i'll go out and see them because i'm like and they because they haven't failed me and they aren't making remakes yeah so all i can do is support my little people who aren't going to get big movie releases and I'm just going to sit at home and watch those things by myself and be happy that I have something. Quentin Tarantino. Well, he's not an example of that. But yeah, but yeah I, I also watch all his stuff. Edgar Wright, uh, Ryan Johnson, Martin uh, Scorsese. I'm pretty bad at What's the name of the guy director that did Parasite? You know his Boon name? Boon Jong-ho. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> now but, everyone's going to know. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not going to direct your names. Cohen Brothers. For me, I have the Coen brothers, but but his name's, he's Korean. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's like Boon. What? Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Bo the, Burnham. The guy, the guy did Hereditary. <laughs> Bo Burnham, make another movie. Eighth grade was really good. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's right there. Well, I know you, I didn't think you watched it. Yet. No, I watched it in theaters. It was really good. It's really good. It was really good. Watch it. Um. Yeah, the hereditary guy, the hereditary guy. Oh yeah, you watch because you liked uh, Midsummer. Because I love him. I'll have to watch both those and then we can discuss them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll go crazy. See you guys next time. This video is too long. Goodbye. Yeah, I need to go to bed. I'm sadly go to bed. Be sad. Bye. It's one a.m. <laughs>